When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, welcome in. Afternoons with Staffy for you Thursday, uh, May the 4th. May the 4th, eh? everyone knows what that means. It's like Star Wars Day, and uh, Kez has picked out a bunch of Star Wars fan, uh, songs because he's a massive fan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's... Uh, I don't know if people listening are big Star Wars fans. Someone did mention it yesterday. So, anyway, it's May the 4th, which is like May the Force be with you or whatever. So, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Um, what's coming up between now and 3 o'clock? We've got Phoenix Nation after 3, so we've got three hours on here this afternoon. What's coming up between now and then? Very shortly, Midday Madness, we are going to run our NRL sweepstake. We do this every Thursday. We need a name for it, like Thursday Sweepstake Thursday. It sounds a bit bland, doesn't it? We'll think of something. Kids will think of something. He's clever. Um, and today, all we want you to do is give us uh, a winning team in margin over the course of the weekend. Now, usually we ask to you to predict the biggest winning margin or the smallest winning margin. Today, we just want you to pick an, a winner and a margin, and the person who is the closest to their score um, will win a prize. And if there's a tie, then uh, we'll get you to give us an anytime try score as well, like we always do. That's our tiebreaker, anytime try scorer. Um, the winner will win a bunch of TAB bonus bets. Uh, if there's still a draw after that, we'll, we'll give two people or three people, whoever it is, a prize. So that's coming up very shortly on Midday Madness. After one o'clock, uh, we're going to get uh, Surly in studio. Uh, ben Searle from Surly Talk Sports, uh, a good friend of the show. And we're going to talk through all the games over Magic Round, uh, give out some tips as well, a couple of bet slips. We may also be joined, and this is uh, just coming hot off the we may also be joined by uh, people that some people call him the scope, the skip. Justin Horro um, is going to potentially join us from across the ditch. He's heading up to Brisbane for Magic Round. He'll give us a couple of tips as well. So me, Surly, and Justin Horro will uh, we'll talk through the NRL between 1 and 1.30. After 2 o'clock, we're going to have TJ, as always. We're going to look at the Super Rugby games this weekend. Talk to him a little bit about the news across the last seven days, the Eden Park versus... Uh, versus Waterfront Stadium debate, as well as Razor's comments um, that he may select international players or it will be open to it. We'll get TJ's thoughts on that. So heaps to come between now and 3 o'clock. Um, but we start our show, as always, with Midday Madness and given it to Thursday, it is time for our NRL sweepstake. Now, you can text on double eight double three, but obviously the calls get preference um, and the boys out in the booth will take down all the texts uh, entries, I'll take down all the call entries. So 0800-150-811, our NRL sweepstake for a Thursday. You're in to win. I think we didn't give our bonus bets away yesterday, so maybe we make it 150 today. 150 in TAB bonus bets if you can correctly predict a winner and a margin across the weekend in the NRL for Magic Round. It's Midday Madness. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness.
All right, jump on the phones, 0800 150 811. Uh, I will kick you off by giving you uh, all of the games across the NRL this weekend because I know some people uh, don't have it in front of them. So tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, that kicks off Magic Round. It is the Bulldogs and the Raiders. Uh, Gee, that one's a hard one to pick. That's a very hard one to pick given uh, the Bulldogs win against the Dragons, the Raiders with that one point win against the Dolphins. Uh, the Seagulls-Broncos are the late night game tomorrow night. Once again, anything can happen in that one. Suncorp, so it's a home game for the Broncos even though it's theoretically a home game for the Seagulls. They welcome back uh, some heavy hitters, the Seagulls. Their centres are probably the big ones. Their edge defence has been woeful. Uh, but the Broncos are high scorers, so uh, that's a reasonably difficult one to pick. Uh, Warrior, uh, Warriors-Panthers, Saturday at 5pm. If you want to Take the risk and jump into that game. I've, I've always got that golden rule of uh, never betting on a Warriors game, whether it's for or against, because one way or another they'll burn you. Uh, Sharks, Dolphins, Saturday at 7.30. Um, you'd probably say Sharkies. Yeah, I think that one's pretty comfortable for the Sharkies. Storm Rabbits, that is the hardest one to pick across the weekend. Saturday, 9.45. Uh, the Rabbits with a massive win over the Broncos, but there was a depleted Broncos. No Payne Haas, no Ezra Mann. Um, and the Storm are coming off the bye week, so that'll either help them or hinder them. Uh, the Sunday 350 game, West Tigers up against the Dragons. Ken, you might want to give us your uh, your prediction on that one. Uh, on the Sunday, on the 6 o'clock Sunday game, you've got the Roosters-Cowboys. Um, Roosters, heavy favourites in that one, and then the last one on Sunday at 8.25, we have the Titans going up against the Eels. Um that one also might be a little bit difficult to pick. So all we're asking for is a winning team and margin, okay? Winning team and margin. So, for example, you might say the Eels by four points. Doesn't matter if it's the the biggest margin, the smallest margin. If they win by four points, you are bang on the money and you are right at the front of the pack for, for winning the sweepstake. We do need an anytime try score as well just to differentiate if people pick the same thing. Um, but... 0800-150-811, the calls. We always want the calls first. They take precedence. Calling right away off the bat, it is Carrie from Manawatu. G'day, Carrie. Nope. No, Carrie. Oh, here he is. Yeah, there. there he is. There yep. he is. Mate, what have you got for us? I'm going to go Canberra Raiders, 12 and under. Well, you've got you to gotta give me like a, a definitive points margin. Yep. Carrie? Yep. Um, eight points. Eight points, eight points okay. Who's scoring? Jordan Rapana. Rapana. Back in the side as well. Uh, look, Kerry, I'm a little bit nervous about this one in my tipping comp because um, the Bulldogs, even though they've got a lot of injuries, the, the Raiders are so unpredictable. So um, I think it's either going to be uh, – either way, I think it's going to be quite high scoring. I think it could be quite a high scoring game. Uh, and you're taking the Raiders by eight, Rapana to score. I like it. I like it, Kerry. Well done. There's Kerry. First entry for the uh, sweepstake, 0800-150-811. Go to Donald now in Christchurch. G'day, Donald. How you doing, matey? Um, I think I'll take the rabbits over the storm. Ooh, okay. That's a big call. And, uh, eight points. Eight points? Yeah, eight points over. Wow. The storm. Okay, that's quite a bit. It's quite a big win for the rabbits, uh, Donald. I was thinking that one was going to come right down to the wire. Who's going to score a try any time? Uh, I was just trying to think. Who's that fullback? Um, Latrell? Yeah. Latrell, okay. Put you down for Latrell. He does step up in the big games, Latrell. Um, I don't mind it, although, pff, Donald, that's a that's a big call, Storm Storm Rabbits. That'll be the game of the round. Win, mate. Yeah, you got to be able to win. That a boy, that a boy, Donald. There you go. Oh, 800 150 uh, Leroy uh, is calling from Gisborne. G'day, Leroy. Hey, Sammy. What How do you, you got, fella? Yeah, I'm doing very well. What have you got for me? 
I'll go to the Tigers. Okay, yeah, the Tigers. I'll go by two. Tigers by two. Okay, and who have yeah, you got? David Scoring. Nofaluma, thank you. Yeah, Nofaluma. I don't mind that. Um, look, I think the Tigers can yeah. do it. I think the Tigers can do it, Leroy. I think they can go back to back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a shaky Dragons team. Uh, Anthony Griffin's made a bunch of changes to basically punish the boys for the uh, for the loss against the Bulldogs. So, Tigers mm. with a bit of confidence after beating the Panthers, I do not mind it. Two points as well. So you're keeping it close. Leroy, I like. Yeah, I like. Yeah, 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 good Thank man. You, All right, there Thanks. you go, Leroy. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Craig from Todonga. G'day, Sammy. How you doing? Good, mate. What have you got for me? Oh, I got the Knights by zero and no try scores. <laughs> clever, very <laughs> clever. They still get the two points. <laughs> uh, I'll go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Eels by four, just because you said it and. Just beat you being you, that'll bloody happen now. Well, no, that no, 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 Craig. It's the opposite. It's very much the opposite. Now that I've said it, it, it absolutely won't come in. Maybe you should go for the Titans. Eels by four. Who scores? Oh, uh, actually, that's a good point. Who does score in that game? Mike Sivo, um, maybe. I think he. Well, at one stage, he was the top try scorer a couple of weeks ago. He might have fallen down the list. Yeah, okay. Gutherson. No, no, Mike Acevo was the first one you said. All right. Let's, let's take your pick, all right? Eels okay, so yeah, yeah, you've, you've, just fully, you've just fully backed me in, Craig. You've backed me in on the, on yeah, the team, yeah, the points, and this try score. All right. If it wins, if, if I've got to have someone to blame. Yeah, if it wins, you owe me, though. Something, you know, if you, if okay. you put the bonus bit on, I'm going to get at least a free lunch or something out of it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Craig, there you go. Good stay in touch. Uh, good start. 0800 150 uh, We've got a couple of callers there dialing through. Our text coming in too on double eight double three. Uh, it's Midday Manus. We are asking for your winning team in margin across the weekend in the NRL. It's our sweepstake Thursday. Uh, and you know, it doesn't have to be the biggest margin. doesn't have to be the smallest margin. If you can hit it as close to, to true as you can, then you can win yourself $150 in TAB bonus bets. Uh, let's go to John down in Christchurch. John. G'day, Sammy. How are you, mate? Doing very well. What are you thinking this weekend? Oh, mate, I actually think that uh, the Broncos are going to tell us the uh, Seagulls, and I'll say them by Broncos by 11, mate. Oh, okay. Okay, any time try scorer? Um, any time try scorer, sorry, pal. I'm just, um, I'm just about to jump out of my bloody truck, mate, so I haven't actually... <laughs> You're right. You got, you got, you got, you know, you got Stags, Farmworth oh, in the centres. you got uh, Cobbo. Walsh. Go Walsh, mate. Walsh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, mate, I'll tell you what, John, part of me does think that the Broncos can absolutely tell up the Seagulls, given the, uh, the, the Seagulls' defence at the moment. However, the Seagulls welcoming back their two centres, Brad Parker and uh, Kohler. So who knows if that'll fix a few things up. But I, I, I'm leaning towards what you think. I, I think the Broncos could... Uh, I think there'll be a lot of points in that game. I think there'll be quite a lot of points. <laughs> Yeah, it should be a good game. Good way to start the magic round, actually. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And basically a home game for good the Broncos on, as well, so it'll sell out. Good on you, John. Uh, yeah, 0800 We'll go to Paul now down in Christchurch. Paul. How are we going? Good, my friend. Um, I'm going for the Roosters by 22 with Tedesco to score a double, actually. But oh. he's due for a big game. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to put Tedesco for two, so that if it does come in, I can give you bonus points. Uh, 22 points, that's a big win um, against the uh, Cowboys, who, um, like uh, some of the other teams, are a little bit depleted. No Jeremiah Nanai as well on that edge, so that's going to open them up a little bit. I, I, think, I think you could be onto something. I think you could be onto something there, Paul. Roosters by 22, Tedesco, two tries. Okay. Yep. 
Good stuff. They're due to hit their straps. I agree, mate. Slow starters, notoriously the Roosters, and they're starting to, to come into a few wins. So, uh, yep, I don't mind it at all. Uh, we will take Ted now in Hamilton. Ted. Yeah, g'day, Sam. I'll take, um, in the Storm Ravens game, I'll take the draw. Ooh, we're going to Golden Point, and we're, and we're going to draw after, after, what is it, 90 minutes? Yep. Okay. Anytime try score, just in case someone else picks a draw. <laughs> uh, Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson, okay. Nice. I like that. I like that. Ted for the draw. Mate, I, it's a big call, Ted. There hasn't, what, there's been one draw this year between the uh, Seagulls and the Knights. But outside of that, yep. there's only been like two draws in the last 10 years or something. But I love you going for something that no one else is because obviously you're instantly in the box seat if it comes in. Plus, that's the third game on Saturday night, um, Sam. True. And after five games on that track, yep. I think it's got to be... She's got to be, yeah. That's... That is a... Um, that is a great point that I was thinking about this morning, Ted, because the uh, Suncorp turf does actually get chewed up a lot. You see it with the um, when they play the Super Rugby games there as well with the scrums and stuff. So I think, yeah, after five games, totally, uh, we could be looking at a chewed up turf. I like it, Ted. Well done. Uh, let's take one more before the break. 0800 We'll get Ed's pick from Tolaga Bay. Ed? Yeah, bro, I've got uh, Panthers by 50. Theory. Six tries. Uh, so you're going against the Warriors, Ed? <laughs> My second favourite team is anybody who plays the Warriors. Ed. Ed, 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 Ed. I'm disappointed in you, mate. I don't think the, I don't think the Panthers are good for 50 on the Warriors. They, they, you know, they're definitely favourites, but 50 is a little bit of a stretch, mate. But um, look, I might be sitting here slightly red-faced. Slightly anyway. red-faced. I might be sitting here red-faced on Monday, Ed. We'll wait and see. They're, they're out for revenge, the, know, the Panthers. Because no one got 70 on them then last year. Yeah. Yeah, oh, different team though, different team, but no, I get your point, Ed, well oh, done, yeah. okay, oh, 0800 it's our Thursday sweepstake here, we're going to take a quick break, plenty of calls still on the line, uh, Kingsley and Shannon, just hold there if you can, and keep your texts coming through on double eight double three. back in a mo. 0800 Midday Madness, we're doing our sweepstake Thursday uh, in the NRL across the weekend, so I just need you to give me your winning team and a margin, and the closest person to that over the weekend is going to win some TAB bonus bets, give us an anytime try score as well. Uh, just in case we get a tie break. To the phones we go, so there are plenty of calls. You can text on double eight double three, but we will go to Taranaki and talk with Shannon. Welcome in, Shannon. Kia ora, mate. I'm going the Mighty Warriors. Oi. By two. By two? It's going to be close, man. By two, yeah. Okay. And uh, Della Martini-Zalesniak. Any time try scorer. Oof, I don't mind it from I don't mind it from you there, uh, Shannon. Dallin Martinez Elysniak Warriors by two. You're going against the grain and I love it. Well done, Shannon. There you go. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Uh going to Greymouth now. I'm talking with Kingsley. Hey, good day, mate. How are you? Very well. Uh, I will steer away from the Warriors, even though they're my team, but I'll go for the Eels by sixteen with Sean Lane. Oh wow, okay. Eels sixteen. Sean Lane. Um, yeah, just something different because I know a lot of people might be going around them. You know, I like that. And um, Sean Lane it does love does love a meat pie out on the edge, um, Kingsley. Yeah. So it's not not a bad tip at all, my friend. Well done. Uh, thanks for calling in. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Scott in Wellington. Come in, Scott. Hey, Sammy. How are you? Very well. What are you picking, Scott? Um, I'm gonna go with the Sharks mm-hmm. over the Dolphins. Um, I reckon the Sharks have clicked and hit form and I reckon they could uh, could wipe the Dolphins a little bit in this one, even though it's pretty much a home game for the Dolphins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say by 18 and uh, Nakora to get a try. 
Okay, I like it, Britannicura. He has burned me a few times recently in my multi-scot, but he, he also likes to grab a meat pie. I just was actually looking at the um, the lineups, though, for the Sharks-Dolphins, and we know how potent the Sharks are on their edge. And I'm just looking at the Dolphins' edges with Jermaine Asako, Ewan Aitken, Brinko Lee, Tessing Yu. That is a pretty strong defensive edge there. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of starting to change my mind a little bit on how I think this one might go. I think there'll be a lot of points in it. I think the Sharks are known for having high-scoring games, um, but I, I'm not so sure it's going to be a blowout. I'm probably going to be wrong, Scotty, but I just look at that that um, edge for the Dolphins and think it's actually not as weak as, as perhaps people are giving them credit for. Always go against what you say, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man, Scott. You're just like my <laughs> you, wife. You, you said it yourself. You said it yourself. <laughs> I know. It's, it's wise advice. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for calling, mate. 0800 Let's go to Ben in Christchurch. Ben. Hey, how we doing? Good, mate. I was looking to, I think it was Shannon actually kind of stole my uh, prediction, but I'm going to go the Warriors by four and mm-hmm. Jackson Ford to grab a try. Ooh, he came close against the Roosters, didn't he? A couple of, he uh, runs some good lines. He runs yeah. some great lines, actually. Him and Josh Curran sort of are similar you know, in that regard. They just love that cutback on the inside, yeah. bit of a step off the left and away they go. So, uh, yeah, it's good from you, uh, Ben. And now that um, you've gone toe-to-toe with Shannon, he's gone two points, you've gone four. So um, anyth- right. anything over four, and that's you in the bag, mate. Well done. Beauty. So Beauty. far. Awesome. So you. far. Good stuff, Ben. Uh, right, Brad from Dunedin. Brad. Sammy, how are you? Very well, very well. What are you picking, fella? Um, I'm going to the Dragons. Dragons? Get up by six. By six? Yeah. Okay. With uh, Ben Hunt and Dot Down. Do you know, I knew as soon as you said the Dragons, I knew you were going to take Ben Hunt. Um, <laughs> so playing playing the Tigers, who are coming off the win against the Panthers, they're buoyed by a little bit of confidence. The TAB pretty much can't split them at the moment. They've got the Dragons at $1.85 and the Tigers at $1.95. And uh, obviously Anthony Griffin's made a few changes as well. He's taken out Zach Lomax, wasn't happy with his performance. Uh, ben Hunt, just having a quick look at Ben Hunt and how he's tracking try-wise in 2023. Yeah, he's, not, he's not doing too bad. Four tries, four tries in nine games. So basically every second game he's picking up a meat pie and he hasn't scored in three. So you might be onto something. He's due. Yeah, he's due, Brad. You're, you're onto something. Good stuff. All right, thanks, Brad. There you go, Brad from Dunedin. Uh, 0800-150-811. Brenton in Auckland. Brenton. Sammy, how are you, brother? Good, mate. Good, good. Good, mate. Hey, I'm going to pick my mighty pants, mate. By, uh, I'm going to pick them by... 14, I think, with Stephen Croydon. Okay. Now, I was looking, like I mentioned with the Sharks-Dolphins, I was looking up at the, uh, I was looking at the team list between the Warriors and the Panthers, uh, thinking, targeting that edge and thinking, yep, Stephen Croydon on, on his side. However, going up against Marcelo, and I think Marcelo defensively has been fantastic over yeah, these yeah. last couple of weeks at centre, but Stephen Croydon is a try-scoring machine, Brenton, so I think if the, if the Panthers do win by 14, you'd think he, he goes over at some stage, so... I don't he mind is, it. Mate. Other he than is. the fact you're going against the Warriors, I don't mind it. I uh, know, mate. Yeah, but <laughs> Panthers have been my team since, since 1990. So, uh, no, no. Warriors are second favourite, though. Uh, it's, it's always a good feeling when they play each other because uh, at least you come away happy. I was going to say, you win it. You win, and I'm still happy, mate. You win either way. Now, if the Panthers lose, that is, that's their third loss in a row. That's almost unfathomable uh, given how they've played over the last few seasons. But I, I can't see it happening. I, I just highly doubt the Panthers lose three in a row. Um, but they just there's just something not quite clicking this year, is there? Yeah, man. I think 
and I'm missing that outside our um, that um, kick out, like a little yeah. kick out, and, and yeah. Appy, Appy running the show. Appy was such a big, big loss, man. Like he was, he's look at him last week versus the Tigers versus him. Yeah, in a wet game. So yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, Mitch. they're missing that left left side. Yeah, Mitch Kenny just doesn't have that same sort of speed around the ruck, and and that was what made Uppy so good. Um, you know, is that he knew yeah. he just picked out the defence so perfectly, knew which side to go, uh, knew how to fake them out, knew when to run, knew when to when to pass. Um, and I think you're bang. I think they're missing that in a big way. So uh, let's hope for the Warriors. I, let's hope for the Warriors' sake you're wrong this weekend, Brenton. Uh, but for yeah, your own personal yeah. sake, I hope they get up. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> there you go. Brenda from Auckland calling there. Uh, one more before we get to the news. Our good friend Zane from Parapara Umu. Zane? G'day, my man. This is pretty interesting. I've got your live and on Echo, so that should be uh, <laughs> That's thing. a dangerous hey, combo. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick, then. Roosters by 22 and Jackson Polo to score. Ooh, now here's the thing. Uh, Paul from Christchurch went Roosters by 22. Uh, he went Tedesco. 24. Okay, you're going to go up 24. 24. Okay, I don't mind it. And Jackson Paulo, I've actually got Jackson Paulo as a uh, as an anytime try scorer in one of my big multis, and I think uh, well, I do think the Roosters score a lot of points. I think regardless yep. of which way that game goes, I think they do score quite a few points. So um, coming off the rain onto the into the good weather there. Yeah, I anyway, agree. Up the Warriors, they'll probably struggle, but. Here we go. Yeah, good man. Thanks, Zane. Appreciate your call as always. Uh, yeah, sunny sunny weather across Brisbane across the weekend, which is going to make for some awesome attacking uh, rugby league, which means lots and lots of points. I actually think there is money to be made this weekend in a lot of the overs um, for the total match points. Uh, when Surly comes in studio, we'll, we'll sit down, we'll go through the games, and we'll have a chat about um, some of the big tips. And I reckon a few of those games, if you're a little bit scared of picking a winner or a try scorer, then maybe have a look at the the overs or the unders on the point start because uh, sorry on the total points because some of these will be high scoring in good conditions with the attacks that we've uh, we've been seeing so uh, still uh, plenty of time to get your tips in we go up until one o'clock so 0800 150 we obviously give preference to calls there's lots of texts coming through on the text machine as well the temper bed post text machine uh, but give us a call 0800 150 811 more of your tips for our sweepstake after new sport and weather well listen buster you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Midday madness here on afternoons. Uh, we're asking for your uh, NRL uh, tips. Margins, winners over the weekend. I was disappointed, kids. They promised me he was going to play uh, some Star Wars music out of the break. Um, it's May the 4th, which is Star Wars Day. Is it Does Star Wars and sports mix, like, can you be a fan of both? Because obviously the stigma around Star Wars is that it's for nerds. Well, This I is guess... why I didn't say any of this at the top of the hour, because I knew Smithy was still listening, and I knew he'd judge me and roll his eyes, so I had to wait till he was gone <laughs> out of his home studio. But do sport and Star Wars mix? Well, uh, use the Force and Star Wars, and Nick White's apparently just signed with the Western Force, so okay, a that's a, a tenuous link. link. That's there. a tenuous link. Um, maybe text us on double eight double three. Uh, can you be a Star Wars fan and a sports fan, or do they just not mix? Uh, I am a Star Wars fan, but more I'm not of the new stuff. I'm I'm like the OG stuff. Like Phantom Menace was one of the first movies I saw at the at the theaters. Certainly the the one that I remember the most from being a kid. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I proudly say that I'm a fan. I'm also a massive fan of rugby league. Can they mix? Um, funnily enough, I'm a massive sci-fi film fan and uh, Dune, the uh, second part two trailer just came out today. If you're a big fan of the first Dune, the second trailer 
uh, just came out today for the second film, which releases in November, and I am so fizzed for that. Absolutely fizzed. But we are talking NRL. It's a sports station. This is a sports station. Um, it's NRL. We're talking NRL tips over the weekend. Zade's called in from Auckland. Zade. Uh, good afternoon. Can I um, can I have the Broncos, and is there any chance, can I ask who the top try scorer is? In the competition at the moment? No, for for the Broncos? Uh, I will tell you in a second. Um, da, 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 my computer has completely frozen on me. Uh, let's go stats. And we're going to go try scorers. Here we go. Broncos. Uh, Tony Staggs, seven tries. Okay, yeah, we'll take we'll take Tony Staggs then, please. Okay, but how, the Broncos are going to win by how many? I'll go Broncos by 28. Manly looks horrible. Woo, uh, they got rolled over... Yeah. Okay. Hey, it, it's it's the Broncos at home in Magic Round. Um, are they? Are they? Well, the thing is, I had. Do they have Ezra Man back this weekend? They have Ezra Man and Payne Haas back. The Broncos. Okay. Yeah, I think. And what about Trevorovich? Is he playing? Tom or Ben? Oh, sorry, yeah. or Jake. Tom. Tom's back. Tom's back for Manly. Uh, I still think they'll get hammered. Eh? I I just don't. I don't know. I don't like the look of Manly. Eh? They just. One week they're they're there, one week they're not. And mm. like, I know Trevorovich didn't play last week, but they got hammered by the Titans. Um, they beat the Storm, but I don't know. And then they got hammered by the Panthers. They just, I don't know. They looked there and they looked not not there. And I think the Broncos might be a bit angry from that loss last week uh, to the Rabbitohs. And um, if you want to watch a real um, boring slugfest, you watch the old Tigers Dragons paint. Watch the paint dry. Eh? The Dragons <laughs> are just. If you want to watch anything, you know what the most boring game was last week? Dragons Bulldogs. What the hell was that? That was yeah. That was a that was a woeful game. Apart from and the quickly, fact that we yeah, I, apart from I, the fact we wanted Zach Lomax to score, so we're watching very very closely. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like a bit of Star Wars. Can't yeah, okay. can't you know? But a Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Do you like the I, I, Do you like the originals or the new ones? Oh, a bit of both, eh? Okay. All right. Yeah, but, Star yeah. Wars fan. Yeah, Force Awakens and that's pretty good. Yeah, I, hmm. I watched a bit of Star Wars before. Nice. So you think they can mix then yeah. Star Wars and sport? Yeah, they can. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what actually reminded me of uh, Zade? You know when they uh, when the NRL did the like superhero round and they had all the Marvel jerseys? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I reckon. I reckon they could do that again. What would the Warriors one be? I reckon the Panther, the Black Panther. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be cool. All good then, thank nice. you. All right, Zay. thanks, mate. 0800 uh, Give us a call. Give us your thoughts uh, on the NRL over the weekend. Give us your thoughts on Star Wars and sport. Can they mix? Can Star Wars and sport? Can you be a fan of both or do you just get frowned upon? I guarantee you the text machine, um, it's just sort of loading now because I imagine there's a lot of people texting through for the sweepstake, but I imagine I'm going to get absolutely reamed for suggesting that they can. Um, right, to the text machine, uh, just so people know what other people are picking. Let's have a look. Uh, Mark says, Roosters by 10 points. Jackson Borlo for an anytime try score. That's from Mark. Uh, Brennan says, the mighty Broncos by 16 points. Jesse Arthur's to score. Um, yeah, disappointed that the Warriors couldn't hold on to him. Not much, not, not much space for him in the side now, though, to be fair. Uh, Brett says, Panthers by 16. Brian To'o to score a try. Hasn't quite hit his try scoring straps this year, has he, Brian To'o? Once again, he's another one that has burnt me a lot, my Maltese this year. Ken says uh, Dragons by 12, of course, over the Tigers. Rabalawa, uh, try. Great to see him back finally. Cheers. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a weapon on the wing, isn't he, Ken? Old uh, Makale Ravalawa. Uh, Roosters over the Cowboys. Roosters by 16. 
Suali'i, anytime try score. That's an unnamed text. You've got to put your name on it, otherwise we might not find you. Uh, Brian says, afternoon, Seminator. I'm picking a Tigers v. St. George. Draw it full-time with Makeli uh, Ravalawa, the try scorer. So draw it full-time. So, okay, Brian, clarify this for me, because we actually have, from Ted, a draw in the South Storm game, and he thinks a draw after golden points, so after 90 minutes. So you're going to have to tell me whether or not the game is decided in golden point or whether we finish on a draw, Brian, okay? And then I'll put your, put your bet in. Uh, Mark says, Warriors by an epic three, Johnson to score. Cheers, Mark. Love the faith from you there. Um, and Clayton says, Sam picking Manly by a golden point. That's from Clayton and Nelson. Yes, a Star Wars fan for sure. Love it, Clayton. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 0800 Lammy from Palmy North. G'day, Lammy. Oh, g'day, Sammy. Hey, bro. First of all, I love your commentary. You and old um, Kippy. Love oh, it, mate. Thanks, and, mate. Um, no worries, mate. Hey, I was going to put a uh, uh, I was going to pick uh, Stormy and Rabbitohs um, uh, draw as well, but... Wait, you were going to pick, a, you were gonna pick like, a, like an actual draw, no golden point? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tip it. That, so I'm going to go Storm by one point and Corey Oates to score a try. Okay. Corey Oates. Um, yeah. Wait, no, you mean Xavier Coates. Oh, Xavier. Is it Corey? Oh, geez, I'm no, no, Xavier hey, mate, I've mixed, I've mixed them up many a time. Don't you worry about that. Um, <laughs> I like that, though, Lemmy, because obviously if the game goes to go on point, it's between you and Ted, and you're just predicting that's going to get decided. So I love it. I think yeah. it's I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and then, and that's what it is, man. Thinking that why lose by fifty points. <laughs> <laughs> he's going somewhere. I'm going. Yet, so. He's a he's oh, a stirrer. He's a stirrer. Oh, yeah. Hey, Lemmy, are you yeah, a, are you a Star Wars fan, Lemmy? Mate, I'm a Star Wars fan from way back, mate. Good Love man. Love their princess Leah. He's a good lady. Yeah. Pretty she's dead though. <laughs> oh, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fisher, yeah, mate. I yeah. thought she was a nice lady, actually. Yeah, no, nah, she did. She did a great she job. My twin girls when I was growing up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, everyone had that when they watched Star Wars, mate. As a young kid, love it, Lemmy. Uh, appreciate your call as always, my friend. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to get involved, um, Clayton just added Tommy Turbo to his Manly by Golden Point. Manly Broncos Golden Point. Oh, it's not out of the realms, Clayton. Not out of the realms. Uh, someone says Storm by one. Harry Grant, anytime try scorer. That's Gary. Uh, Molly has said Broncos by 20, Payne Haas. <sighs> Jump on the TAB, Molly. That that will be paying very well with, with Payne Haas as an anytime try scorer. Simon says Raiders by eight, Hudson Young. Good power play on the Raiders, um, on the Raiders game, uh, Simon. I'm just trying to bring it up here. Uh, there was a power play... I think it was, where is it? Oh, Tom Starling. Get this one. Tom Starling or Reed Marnie, any time try scorer, and either team wins 1-12. to That's obviously assuming that it's uh, reasonably close between the two teams, but Reed Marnie and or Tom Starling, any time try scorer, and either team wins 1-12, to that's paying five bucks. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, we'll take another break. 0800 Jump on the phones. Give us your tip for the weekend across the NRL. You can still text in on double eight double three. Always prefer the calls, though. We can have a chat, talk about some league, talk a little bit of stones as well. May the 4th. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. 0800 Back in a moment. We are 14 minutes away from 1 o'clock. Remember, after 1 o'clock, uh, Surly's going to join us in studio. We're going to talk through Magic Round, uh, give out our tips 
two. Uh, we may be, may, may be joined by Justin Horro over in uh, Australia. The Scope, the Skip. Um, he's great for giving some tips out as well. Uh, uh, 0800 150 We've got free lines. Uh, you can text on double eight double three. There is some uh, other text in here. I think I missed off. Just trying to find. Scroll back through. to uh, Tom says Roosters by 14. Nat Butcher for the try. Go back to back. Nat Butcher. Um, Roosters by 16. Manu to score. Broncos by 10. Cobo. Not sure if I read that one out. Steven says, uh, I'll take the Raiders by seven. Savage to score. All the best, Steve-O. Don't mind it, Steve-O. Barry says, Sharks by 26. Molotalo. Molotalo to score. Um, Panthers by 16. Stephen Crichton to score. There you go. There you go. Still a couple other ones as well. But don't worry, the boys are taking them all down in the booth. But if you call through, um, I'll take it down on my end. Um Probably a little bit more trust, I'd say, on my end. Can't trust the boys out there to, to get it right every time, eh, Robbie? Um, I do have to remind. I do have to remind you as well. Um, we're looking for the Warriors, the one New Zealand Warriors big fan. Now you would have heard this ad play out um, across the station. You might have heard uh, a few of our promos. Um, I'm telling you right now, you want to at least give this a crack. All you've got to do is ring 0800-37-GO-WARRIORS and just leave a voicemail. It's real simple. And uh, have a bit of fun with it. Um, you know, tell them tell them why we're going to win the comp this, this year. Um, give a big shout out to the boys. And um, you could win a VIP trip to a game in Australia next year. And when we say VIP, you've got to imagine what that is. It's going to be flights, it's going to be nice accommodation, probably going to get some cash to spend um, it could be it could be a magic round game. Who knows? Uh, signed Warriors merch, a brand new mobile phone, and unlimited data. So think of like the latest iPhone or what Samsung Galaxy S five hundred, whatever they're called now. Um, and and this is what I reckon is the best bit: exclusive use of home base, which is uh, the one New Zealand VIP grandstand at Mount Smart. If you've been to Mount Smart for a game this season, you see the big one New Zealand tent uh, down one end. It's got tons of seats. It might have a little bar attached to it as well. And you can get that for a for a whole game. Get your mates, and away you go. So, oh eight hundred three seven go Warriors. Leave yourself a voicemail, and uh, you could be in it. You could be in it to win it. I see Shirley just walking into the building now, resplendent in his kit. Um, Got to have a good chat with him. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Though still a chance to get in your sweepstake tips for the weekend. Um, we've got quite a few already on the calls and lots on the text and $150, that's $150 TAB bonus bets are up for grabs if you are the closest to the margin come Monday morning. 0800 more of your calls and text after the break. We are coming up five minutes away from one o'clock. We are getting your sweepstake tips for the weekend's NRL and you give us an anytime try score too. Um, just as a tie break. Uh, just updating quickly the NBA for you. Our second quarter, four minutes 40 to play between Barston and the 76ers, and it is the Celts up 50 points to 38. Uh, the 76ers do have a 1-0 lead. Lakers getting up over the uh, Golden State Warriors yesterday, which uh, surprised me a little bit, and a few others here who had picked the Golden State Warriors, and Casey, our resident American expert out in the office, was very upset given she's a massive Golden State Warriors fan. Uh, we've got Gareth on the line who's called in for the sweepstake. G'day, Gareth. Hey boys, how you going? Very, very well. What are you picking, mate? And don't say uh, Dragons and Zach Lomax, even though he's not playing. Well, it's funny. I'm actually <laughs> going against the Dragons. <laughs> okay. I think they're pretty quick, to be honest. So I'm, I'm going um, something a little bit different, but I think the Tigers are going to bounce back. 28-12 to the Tigers and uh, Papali'i for any time try scorer. Okay, 28-12, so 16 points. And uh, Isaiah Papali'i for an yep. any time try scorer. Is, there, is this like a revenge 
pick for you, Gareth, because of what happened on the last weekend? Yeah, a little bit, to be honest. I didn't like, like I said, I actually, Zach Lomax blew my same game multi a few weeks ago, and then when you picked him, I thought it was a bit of a redemption story, but nah, and now he's been dropped as well, so um, I good, well deserved, I say. <laughs> I would have done the same too, uh, Gareth. Now, uh, just a quick question for you, Gareth. Are you a Star Wars fan? Um, oh, I've. I wouldn't say a fan, but yeah, I don't mind the old Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, okay, enjoy it. I was just asking earlier if Star Wars and sport can mix. You know, like can you be a sports fan and a Star Wars fan? Because obviously the perception is that Star Wars is a little bit geeky, a little bit nerdy. Uh, do you think there's there's a there's some cross lines there? Oh, I think there's probably some sort of happy happy medium somewhere in the middle. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, Warriors, they're going to get the job done against the Panthers. Um. Cautiously optimistic. I think um, I think the Panthers were put under pressure by the Tigers last week, and they're definitely not the team they were last year. So I give the Warriors a chance, but they're still a bit light on troops. So um, yep. if they can put in an effort, even last week I thought they were quite gutsy. If they put in a good effort, um, I'll be happy, and then hopefully they can start winning a few games from here because the, the run can only get easier after the last three games. Yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. And uh, it's scary, the Penrith Panthers coming off back-to-back losses, so if they did lose, it'd be three in a row, and I just, I don't know, I can't remember the last time that happened, and it's a scary proposition for the Warriors. But I will keep the faith. Uh, Gareth, thank you, my friend. And the draw once again, 0800 Still got uh, a couple of minutes if you do want to quickly jump in and get your tip in. Uh, I actually will look that up and see when the last time the Panthers lost three games in a row. Well, someone might be able to tell me on double eight, double three. It certainly wouldn't have been over the last couple of years, given how well they've done. Um, we'll have to go and, f- and go and find it. Um, yeah, I- I'm sort of a little bit scared as to um, how, and not not angry, but how g'd up the Panthers are going to be ahead of this weekend. I feel like had they beaten the Tigers, although and I don't know, maybe the Tigers lose, uh, Tigers beating them has sort of dented the confidence. I oh, know it's a big, it's just a big what if at the moment. What I will say is that, Brendan Popper, what I will say is um, the Warriors, I think, have exceeded uh, the expectations over the first, uh, leading into that sort of buy round, which is in, uh, which is, is it round 11, round 12? Because, you know, you looked at games like the Cowboys and the Sharks and you sort of sort of wrote those off at the start of the season and we thought, okay, we'll get wins against, you know, teams like the Bulldogs and the Knights, etc. But the wins against the Cowboys, the wins against the Sharks have put us in a great position, even if we lose to the Panthers but, say, beat the Bulldogs next week. We go into the buy round in a fantastic position and then uh, we have a pretty good schedule for the rest of the season. Uh, we've, we've sort of gotten rid of a lot of the really, really tough games. There's still a couple more to come, but um, it does put us in a great position and, and once we get a few of these people back, um, some of these players that are still on the sidelines, then uh, that'll take us to another level. Uh, just quickly as well, uh, someone texted in saying, uh, Sam, I haven't caught the uh, Premier League result from this morning, what what happened between City and West Ham. Uh, City got up 3-0. It was uh, nil all at half time, and I had a little bit of hope that West Ham might be able to hold on for a draw. Um, I don't, I'm not even an Arsenal fan, but there's something I just sort of want them to win. I just don't want City to win, really. But um, it was nil all at half time. And then City went on a bit of a tear. Uh, Nathan, is it is it Arke Kez? Nathan Arke, is that the Man City? Uh, yes, Arke? that's in a bit. Dutch fella. Dutch fella. Uh, 49th minute goal to him. Erling Haaland just keeps going from strength to strength. It's a 70 minute goal to him. And Phil Foden, 85th. Is, he's got the record now, Haaland. Most goals in a Premier League season. I believe so, yeah. So it's it's 35? Is it 35? Salah was 32. So I think, yeah, he must be maybe? 35 now. That's just insane, eh? That is insane. Erling Haaland first year in the Premier League, bossing it for Man City and perhaps winning them the title over Arsenal. Right, coming up, 1 o'clock, Newsport and Weather Not Far Away. After 1, we've got Surly in studio, going to talk through Magic Round. 
and give you some tips for the weekend as well. Don't go anywhere. We are back after new sport and weather with Johnny Mac. I don't what the hell. I don't know where you find this stuff, Kez, but uh, some sort of Star Wars mashup. What's it called? Like, do you have a name for it? Or it just says the Force Awakens hard style. <laughs> It's May the 4th, people, so it's um, Star Wars Day. I actually did ask people because it uh, has a bad rap. Obviously, Star Wars being real geeky and nerdy. I said, mm. can um, Star Wars and sport mix? Uh, Brett says, of course you can be a sports Star Wars fan. Look at the Millennium Falcon making the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. No other driver or constructor has gone quicker. <laughs> I don't mind that, Brett. little Formula 1 crossover. Um and a couple other texts here, which I'm going to read very, very shortly. But we have Surly in studio. Uh, Surly Talk Sport on Instagram. Uh, last time he was uh, on with uh, Running It Straight, got lots of texts uh, saying how great it was to have you on the airway, Surly. So we oh. had, had to get you back in, mate. And uh, now that I've said that, put you under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, as absolutely. Well, <laughs> absolutely. Stitch up. Yeah, um, mate, Magic Round, you first. Oh, absolutely. Up. Last year, I was lucky to be there. So. I was going to ask if you'd, if you'd been over. Yeah, went over last year. Jeez, it's a good time. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd, I'd never been to Suncorp for a starter, so that was a bit of a bucket list. And then just yeah the whole setup like you got Caxton Street the Caxton Hotel which of course rugby league folklore she's the place to be and yeah you just walk down that main strip it's bars galore everyone's in their different teams kits yeah. and just really into it like we think we're passionate tell you what <laughs> those Aussie rugby league fans they're a different level oh even like Aussie sports fans like they just show up you know to their to their events um whatever sport it is um what's it like in terms of do you get a ticket like a day ticket do you get tickets to individual games like how does it work from yeah there? i was lucky enough to go across with the warriors so that worked out well for me so we got the three day tickets but yeah right. you can buy day tickets so i don't think you can buy individual games no so you buy day one two or three by day three she's she's pretty bare and i think yeah. the nrl knows that because yeah. normally those are the kind of typical sunday arvo games on then but yeah saturday night she was absolutely humming yeah. um the warriors almost pulled off a famous comeback against the bunnies That's last right. year yeah. so that got everyone up and of course being brisbane plenty of kiwis over there so yeah. the crowd was really into do, it does that, like do they stick like if you bought a day pass for the three games on the Saturday do, do, does everyone stick around like do they stay for all three games or do people sort of file in and out depending on what game it is yeah we were the last one the weather was hopeless but it was still pretty full so yeah, yeah I, I think people like to show up for all three there's the atmosphere builds there from about 10am the pubs open up early that's great so it's, it's unreal yeah no, nah, I'm uh, very jealous of people that um that have been heading over um just looking at the games that we've got on Saturday, because obviously we start, uh, open it up on at 5 o'clock, mm. Sharks, Dolphins, 7.30, Storm Rabbits at 9.45. I mean, yeah, that's going to build fantastically well for probably the game of the round. Um, mate, before we before we get stuck into uh, talking about the games this weekend, we're going to uh, give the punters some tips as well. Um, a lot of people probably don't know your backstory and sort of where you've come from. Yeah. Um, I sort of came across your Instagram page, I think, last year. Um, you were doing all these interviews with the Warriors boys. Um, but talk us through, like, you know, your sporting background, where the passion came from. Because it's not just rugby league. Obviously, you're a big fan of, of a lot of the other codes as well. Yeah. Um, how did it all sort of start out for you? Yeah, I've played rugby union since about five years old. So the typical kind of Kiwi story, you know, the old man takes you along. <laughs> he was my coach until high school as well. So always got a bit of tough treatment from him. He didn't teach me how to tackle properly though, and I'm paying for it now. And <laughs> in my later years, uh, like went through to Westlake, just always played footy. So yeah, I'm, I'm a rugby union boy, but prefer to watch rugby league, like probably the majority of people these days. Yep. Shifting. Yeah, exactly. Um, playing Northcote Prems, rugby union, and just one night 
night at training, a few of the boys were like, man, you don't stop talking about sport. <laughs> and this was kind of before podcasts were a thing. It was a while back now. So I, I used to jump on SoundCloud every week for like 10 minutes and just spin absolute shocker yarns about like grassroots code and, and just take the mickey out of the boys or our opponent for that week. Yeah. And then it started to build some momentum and then decided to take it a little more seriously. So he moved it over to Spotify and stuff and then reached out to the Warriors um, being a big fan and said I'd love to do some stuff with the boys while they were overseas and over in Aussie for COVID. Um, thought that fans really hadn't had the usual level of interaction that we get with them. Um, sort of been cool to hear a bit more about their stories and yeah, that, that podcast series went really well and now doing bits and pieces all over the show, so it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been growing well. So um, was that sort of, I guess, the shift when the Warriors, you sort of got in touch with them or had you sort of noticed your, your audience already starting to build before that with what you were doing? Yeah, it started to grow a bit more just through like word of mouth between mates. So over on the North Shore, word got out that, uh, that, that I was talking some sport each week and then, yeah, once the Warriors, that was kind of the biggest exposure because obviously they've got a huge fan base, not just in New Zealand, but Australia as well. So yeah, that kind of spread me around a little more and now got Sky Sport, TAB, all sorts on board. So Mm. yeah, really loving it and just stoked to be able to talk some sport all the time. So how do you like stay across it all so quickly? Because often you're like the first person I see posting about whatever news has just come out. Like you're not just basically on your phone 24-7, are you? No, I'm lucky I'm I'm self-employed. So um, I have a health supplement distribution business so um, that allows me time to watch some other sports and stuff as well so much like the setup you've got here I've always got a sport going on in the background whether it be basketball your league your rugby anything so often you see it all unfolding and then also those, those American pages they get stuff up pretty quick so mm. if you scroll the phone every so often I also get a lot of people firing through stuff non-stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. have you seen this have you seen this yeah. so yeah it's pretty easy to cover it all once you're kind of across everything yeah absolutely um if you weren't I guess watching or following rugby league or rugby, what sort of tucked them behind that is one of your favourite sports? Yeah, it would be the NBA, I think, yep. especially come this time of year. But yeah, pretty diehard NBA fan. Love my NFL as well. So those are probably the two backups. Got into Formula One, the typical drive to survive convert. Welcome aboard. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same as me. I uh, love some golf, love tennis, love a bit of everything in it and have played a bit of everything. But yeah, those are my big four. What um, what, Who are your NBA and your NFL teams? Well, I'm a LeBron James fan, so okay, I've, I've yeah. been Follow moving. LeBron. I've been moving around with LeBron, yeah. so was stoked with yesterday's outcome. And then in the NFL, because I was a OG Bron fan, I didn't have an NFL team, so I went with the Cleveland Browns oh. when he went to Cleveland. <laughs> and boy, have I paid I the price since. Yeah. yeah, my dad he's a, a Green Bay Packers fan, as is the brother. And my dad actually went over and played some college football in the states. He was a punter. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. So he's he, he loves it. Yeah. But um, so he got me involved. Wish I took Green. Bay went with the Browns and now yeah. we're stuck with Deshaun Watson on massive money <laughs> tough times I was going to say like you sort of wish that you had an expert you know telling you exactly what you were getting into right yeah when you avoid see I'm lucky I um I spent some time in Boston so I just jumped on all the Boston teams and I didn't like didn't really know much about them or it's just so happens that they're all really really good so yeah sorry to rub that one in I uh, got, t- <laughs> got a text that came in here saying uh didn't know you went to Lake 
Ben, lost a good mate today. Rosa for life, red and blue. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Um, yeah, I'm proud to say I don't think I ever lost a Rosmini throughout Ooh. my Westlake career. And also good to see last year Westlake, I think they put like 60-odd on them. So <laughs> definitely the dominant school on the North Shore. I like that. I want to see yeah, the, the follow-up text to that one. And uh, funny enough, Kempi's actually texting here on May the 4th and says, Sammy Chewitbucker, the hairy commentator. May the 4th be with you, Chewy. <laughs> Thanks, Kempe. Yeah, what Thanks, a legend. Kempe. I'm surprised you got my name right. A <laughs> um, couple of questions that, got, that have come in here as well, just quickly before we uh, get into some predictions and some thoughts. And I uh, I had Justin Horro message me. He was going to come on between now and 1.30. He's going to come on just after 1.30. So if you want to hang around. The scope. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll chat to the scope. The skip, get some jam from him for the mm. weekend. Um, ben says, and I'll, uh, and this isn't you, but I'll put it to you. Hey, Sammy, uh, what are your thoughts on Andrew Webster uh, having a bit of inside oil on the Panthers, therefore allowing a few sneaky moves to get us over the line for the win, of course, uh, it's Webster v. Cleary, sort mm-hmm. of uh, apprentice v. master this weekend. What do you reckon, Sir? If he tricks up his sleeve? Oh, surely. Knows the playbook? Yeah, obviously he knows the playbook very well. I saw in the press conference yesterday he was saying that he hasn't spent too much time kind of laying the land out to the boys about what Penrith like to do, but it's only natural. He's, of course he's going to have a few tricks up his sleeve. If anyone knows their deficiencies, it'll be him. So, mm. yeah, hopefully he's highlighted a couple areas where we can target them. They're a pretty polished side, though, and it'll be rare to see them lose three in a row. Yeah, I do need to go and find out actually when that if that well when it last happened certainly wouldn't have been over the last few years given mm-hmm. how dominant they've been um it's funny too as well me and Kibby were talking about running it straight yesterday how you do sort of see the the fingerprints of um the Penrith style and the Warriors particularly yep. with you know like Torhu playing that sort of Isaiah Yo role mm-hmm. and you know you take Torhu out we've sort of seen how much of a, of a massive difference that uh, plays but but Penrith not having um kick out and I wonder if you're talking about those weaknesses I wonder if you know Webster's going to really try and target those edges where is generally where we've played our best, I think, against the Roosters. We didn't really try that. Um, it was quite, I guess, lateral. Um, but, you know, hopefully, yeah, we, we exploit that on on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Just talking to a, a few of the lads, they were just saying how much he emphasises that sweep on attack. So you can often see the Warriors, they set up in a bit of a box formation out mm-hmm. wide, and our winger can be 15, 20 metres in from touch. And then we have Sean kind of sweeping across that second row, coming back on a cut, which Curran scored a couple times off, or punching a short ball like Jackson Ford does. And then you've got your centres and wingers kind of sweeping out from there. And when you watch Penrith over the past couple of years, that's been the basis of their attack. So yeah. Webby's definitely bought some stuff over definitely the good parts but on that kick out thing it's definitely hurt them like there's you're watching games now they're so close and he just used to be that x factor might not have been him scoring but he'd get a strong carry a quick play the ball or a nice offload and i think luai is missing him the most yeah 100 percent um couldn't agree with you more craig's just sent in here and and, i'm not sure if you'd be able to i'm sure being over there you probably got a sense of it um craig says question about magic round do the team's actually like it is it a festival for them too will the Knights be gutted not to be playing or do you think the opposite is it more like oh great we get a week off we don't have to worry about Madrid ground yeah a few of the boys just said it was kind of normal for them like obviously last year the Warriors were actually based in Brisbane so it was True. almost a, a home game for them they didn't really get that travel factor I think for certain players they probably enjoy it seeing mates from other teams and things like that but they all stay at different hotels they're kind of kept a bit separate maybe after they have a bit of fun together but mm. I guess that depends on the result for the Knights I see Ponga and Bradman best in that are over in Bali oh, I was just going to say so <laughs> maybe the other teams will go join them on Monday yeah so they've 
done the old <laughs> rugby league pilgrimage every off season, but yeah. they've brought it into the in season. So maybe Bradman Best is getting a matching uh, leg tattoo on the other leg oh, now. Okay. Up Bali, in Bali part two, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think they would say they're enjoying their break. Yeah, I saw Phil Gould actually teeing off at them as well. But oh, it's, really? it's, well, it's I mean it is interesting, right? Like taking a break. I'm not taking a break. I mean that's what a buy round's for. But mm. I don't know. Going out to Bali, I, I don't know. It's, Phil Gould certainly didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I saw Leo Thompson was at the Chiefs game watching his, really? watching his twin brother. Yeah, oh, he's fantastic. the reserve hooker for the Chiefs. So. Did not know that. Barley or Hamilton? Good choice, Leo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Interesting choice. Uh, nothing wrong with the Hamilton Gardens. Yeah, no, so. no, no not at all. Um, right, we're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, what we'll do, we'll go through uh, all of the games of the Madrick round. Uh, we're going to give predictions. Surely's going to give us some tips as well. Uh, I've already seen a, uh, one of his power plays up there, which I didn't mind at all. It's been boosted by the TAB. So uh, stick with us. We'll take a short break. Back in a moment. Welcome in, uh, back in, 20 minutes past one here on Afternoon. Staffy away for the rest of the week. I'm filling in today. I think we've got Watto tomorrow, but we've got Surly uh, in, tour, uh, in studio talking with us. A couple of texts that have come in. Uh, someone says, cool to hear about uh, Surly's backstory. Enjoy his yarns. And Jimmy says, the only reason why Lake pumped Rosa last year is because all our rugby players played basketball, winning national championships. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> Although Westlake has some pretty good pedigree in, uh, oh. in basketball as well. So. Yeah. And yeah, two can play that game. Zade also says, uh, great to have uh, Surly on as well, talking Warriors. And Brad says, with RTS coming back and Montoya resigning, who is the odd man out going to be? Who is going to leave slash not resign? Let's talk about that one a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, right, let's talk some magic round as uh, my mouse just freezes on me. Uh, this weekend up in Brisbane, uh, we're going to get Surly to give us his uh, tips for the weekend. I'll oh, chime yeah. in as well. So uh, first game, tomorrow night at 8pm, it is the Bulldogs and the Raiders. Raiders coming off the uh, the golden point, uh, sorry, the field goal win, the one point win, and the Bulldogs coming off a win against the Dragons, which Mm. was a surprise to some people. Um, The good thing about this, well, good or bad thing, is that there's no home ground advantage really for anyone other than the Broncos and the Dolphins. Um, So Bulldogs, Raiders, Sir, what do you think? Well, the Dogs have never won at Magic Ground. So since 2019, they haven't got a win. So obviously they don't like Suncorp Stadium. Um, They haven't won there since 2015 either. So maybe they've got a few nightmares about heading back to Suncorp. Raiders have won their past six against the Bulldogs as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that that trend continues I think Ricky Stewart will get back to back wins maybe he'll save the waterworks this week I think maybe that Jack Wyden <laughs> story's moved on yep. but yeah I'll be back in the Raiders and I like Hudson Young for a cheeky little oh, media yeah. as well okay we got we got a few people um, texting in Hudson Young for a try scorer uh, I saw uh, a power play that uh, even though Tom Starling's on the bench I yep. think uh, should should the Raiders score a few points he comes on he might um, open up the game a little bit there's Reed Marnie or Tom Starling anytime try scorer and either team 1-12 to 12 at 5 bucks Although, I feel like the Raiders could could do a number on them. It could be high scoring. But I, I think it could be close. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it could be close. Both sides aren't exactly known for their attacking prowess. And saying that, though, it's meant to be mint condition, so I think there will be a few points, but I think it will be tight. Yeah, well, that's um, the other thing we mentioned in that first hour is really good weather this weekend, which yeah. means, yeah, high scoring games. Although, what's the um, Brisbane turf like? Because someone mentioned, you know, gets chewed up. Especially, you know, when you're talking what six, seven, eight games across a weekend, is that, did you find that last year or does yeah, it? Yeah, it's a up? shocker. It's a yeah, shocker. Yeah. And okay. I think we saw earlier in this year in the NRL, someone did right. a knee or something um, on that turf. Or was it an ankle? Yeah, because it was after our Super Rugby game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it might have been before, Corey or? Oates or someone like yeah, that yeah, did yeah. an ankle or a knee on that turf. It, it really does dig up. So 
yeah, by those sixth, seventh games, yeah, yeah, it'll be, you wouldn't be happy to be out there. Will be interesting to see uh, the kicking game, especially on the ground. Uh, right, Seagulls Broncos, the ten oh five game tomorrow night. Um, lots of ins for the Seagulls: Ben Travojevic, Brad Parker, uh, Talatau Kula, and Tommy Travojevic came back in as well. The Broncos coming off the loss to. Um, the Rabbitohs last week, but welcoming back Ezra Mam and Payne Haas, which are, you know, two of their best. So, yeah. tasty. It's basically a home game. Well, it is a home game for the Broncos, even though it's pinned as a Seagulls home game. Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, that's a that's a stitch up, eh? Like, Broncos <laughs> get an away game at Suncorp, and we get a home game in yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to the NRL. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the Broncos will get this. And saying that, though, if Tommy Turbo is finally able to play proper footy which he hasn't been able to this year you can tell he's been restricted this whole time due to injury had the week yep. off if he can show up and play 100% then they're probably in with a chance but I think the loss of Jake Travojevic is going to be huge and then like you mentioned the inclusion of Payne Haas is Ramam so I'll back the Broncos to get the dub there Do you think it's going to be close or I saw the line was about 11 and a half yep. isn't it? I mm-hmm. Yeah, Manly's one of those sides. Like yeah, this man, year, they've yeah. been really rocks or diamonds. There's a couple teams like that in the competition. They either show up like they did against Melbourne and get the win, or else what last week they got pants by the Titans. So yep. it's a tough one. I, I think it's safer to just take the Broncos head to head. I um I do think Brad Parker and Tolatau Kula coming back into the centres because their edge defence has been woeful. Yep. Um, I think that will make a, a difference. But I I'm sort of leaning towards the Broncos in front of a home crowd. You know, Magic Round, etc. I think they uh they get it. And I'm keeping Tommy in my fan fantasy team as well because yes. I'm just hoping I've done the same I'm hoping he fires you know it's, Surely. he's lost a lot of money for me though silly it's uh, it's hard to take the one I had in that game uh was here I've got the, I've got the overs on the match points yep. 44 and a half because I think regardless of what happens I think there'll be points I don't think it's going to be low scoring yeah the Broncos typically like getting in high scoring encounters they've got yep. an exciting back line out there as well I'll, I'll chuck in Sal and Cobo for a try as well yeah. he, he loves it at Suncorp 13 tries in his past 12 games there oh I love it Sal and Cobo okay then uh Actually, let's leave the Warriors-Panthers for last because we'll yep. probably talk about that a bit more. So uh, 7.30 game on Saturday is the Sharks and the Dolphins. Um, I mean, reasonably good game. And the reason why I say that is because I, I just assumed, you know, Sharks will, will kill them given how they've been tracking and Nico Hines, just a freak. But when you look at the um, the Dolphins' backline and particularly with the edge of Ewan Aitken, um, Jermaine Osako, Brinko, Lee, Tessa New, it's like... It's quite a strong defensive edge, and yeah. that's where the Sharks go. Yeah, so it, it could be a little bit closer than people think. Yeah, Wayne Bennett's 900th as well, and, right. and I think yeah. his first ever game coaching was against the Sharks at Suncorp. So, really? Yeah, wow, it's a funny a little fairy tale, isn't it? And I think, oh. you know, Wayne, he'll, he'll get the boys up around that. Yeah. They'll do anything for their, cat, uh, for their coach, so... Yeah, it's an interesting one. I heard rumours Brinko Lee might be out and that Valence Tafare, okay. the, the boy from the Waikato... I actually did see your, your um, message about... ...could yeah. be coming in. And if he does, he's really strong on attack and I'm excited to see him play. But defensively, he's had a few problems in that Queensland Cup competition as well. So that might be an edge they look to strike. For me, I, I think the Sharks will get the win. Historically, they struggle at Suncorp. They've lost five of their last six there. But with Nico Hines pulling the strings to precision, I think they'll just be too strong for Redcliffe. But again, the Dolphins, they'll play the full 80. Yeah, what do you reckon for uh, for an any time try score or tip? 
I went with Ronaldo Molotalo. He's in that boosted option you touched on before as well. So I'm all over him. Hopefully he tucks that hand yep. in this week. He doesn't put it over the sideline and, and those emphatic dives that he does. <laughs> Old Ed Cossie's son. But yeah, I'll, I'll back Molotalo <laughs> in, in to score. I love that. I, yeah, man, the, the amount of angry punters uh, in that game who oh, had Molotalo. <laughs> multi-killer. Multi-killer. Multi the other one multi-killer for me is Britton Nikora, who I had, uh, was it last week or the week before, and he didn't. He got close, and then yeah. I think he went off. Alternate weeks. Yeah, exactly. Alternate, alternate weeks. weeks. And uh, funnily enough, when we did Show Me The Money, which is our big multi last week, um, someone, our caller Gareth, took uh, Tay Wilton to score yep. at about five bucks or whatever and got a try in the 73rd minute. So How great good was Zach Lomax? Oh, don't, you know, don't, <laughs> don't, do, don't be cruel. Don't be cruel. Next thing you'll start talking about my Boston Bruins. Oh, um, the Storm Rabbits. This is, to me, the game of the round uh, on yeah. Saturday 9.45. And personally, Celia, I'm staying away from it at the TAB because I... You know they basically can't split them. Um, I'm looking on sports bet as well, dollar eighty five to a dollar ninety five. So it's really really close. Mm. And you know, yep, could equally see the Rabbitohs beating them by eighteen points, but could equally see the Storm getting up in golden point type thing. Yeah, too hard to pick for me. Yeah, they played a couple of weeks back, didn't they? Only a month or so ago, and it was a two point win to the Bunnies, and that was the first time they've bet the Storm in the last nine games. So mm-hmm. it is tough to predict. Was that, a, the, was that the task last minute's try? Was yes. That against, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it went right down to the wire. There's an option I like at the TAB in these close games. If you go to that winning margin option, there's either team one to twelve. I think it's only paying around a dollar sixty odd. But for this type of game, it's probably the safest one. And if you're looking for a little multi booster, then that's always a good option to. Chuck in, I reckon. Try score? Oh, Campbell Graham. Yeah, money for Jan. Surely, right? He's, yeah. he's playing unreal at the moment. Most yeah. weeks he's grabbing a double, but yeah. I, I wouldn't back him in for two or more in this game because I think it's going to be really tight. But, yeah, geez, he's pushing for that origin jersey. I um, I think Campbell Graham is the best centre in the game at the moment. Not just at, on attack, but defensively. Yeah. He is so strong, man. People just do not get around him. So, um, yeah, and, and scoring tries for fun. Uh, right, to Sunday, a 350 game is the Tigers and the Dragons. Um, once again, the the sort of markets are finding a hard time picking a winner here. The Dragons coming off the back uh, of the loss, probably a surprise loss. They they've taken out Zach Lomax, but punished him for not bringing in our same game multi. Oh, sorry, our uh, show me the money multi. Um, but you know, Tigers beating the Panthers, massive win for them. Um, do they go back to back? This is a definition of a first game on a Sunday Arvo type of clash, <laughs> isn't it? Tigers versus the Dragons, two, two salad dwellers. Yeah, yeah, I think, what, well, Tigers, when was the last time they won back-to-back games? It was almost a year since they'd had a win, True. so yeah. it would have to be a while. But I actually like them to get this one done. I, I think they'll be full of confidence after last weekend. And yeah, and, and Buller and Co. I think they've unmasked a few young talents. So I'll be backing them up. I had the Dragons to win the spoon in the preseason, and after the first couple too, of weeks, yeah. I was a little bit worried about that because yep. they actually showed up and played some good footy. But yep. yeah, I, th- I think they could be in trouble, so I'll yeah. back the Tigers. Yeah, everyone was, and not to you know pump up our entires here, but everyone was saying Dolphins for the wooden spoon. I thought, uh, I think the Dolphins will surprise some teams and get yeah. a couple of results. I sort of thought I put them at that sort of 12 to 15 range, but yeah. I had the Dragons right at the bottom. So, Salad Dweller Battle, and um, yeah, the Tigers, who I'm not going to say they're a confidence team, but surely. Uh, getting that off their back now will just free them up a little bit. It must have just been playing in the back of their mind. Oh, um, it you know. had to. And yeah. I saw post-game Nofaluma obviously just scored his 100th try. He, he gestured to Benji that he wanted a beer and I saw Benji go back and say they had none in the shed. So <laughs> obviously the head of hydration didn't think they were going to get the win. The, oh. the boys had to go dry and it had been a while between drinks. Jeepers, so that bit is, rough. That is classic. Um, six o'clock on Sunday, the game is the Roosters and the Cowboys and... You know, I've sort of been waiting for the 
Cowboys to fire. It hasn't been happening, and yeah. I, I just don't know when it's going to happen now. So, so I'm, I mean, I've got Roosters and could be, could be. Uh, a lot of points in it for the yeah. Roosters. Yeah, I'd, I'd back that up. I think I did my uh, power predictor, the, the the kind of futures multi on the TAB, and I had the Cowboys top four. So fair to say I've had to reload on that one. That yep. was a, a true donation. But yeah, I've got the <laughs> Roosters to win this one, and I think Joey Manu will cross as well. Okay, Joey Manu. Look, you can basically take your pick, can't you? Um, Sue Ali'i, uh, Jackson Paulo. Yeah, they're stacked. Um, yeah, yeah, anyone. I mean, um, maybe even Victor Adley if he stays on the field. Uh, the last <laughs> game is the Titans and the Eels. 10th uh, place, 12th. 825 the Titans you know despite the the sort of win loss column showing a couple of losses over the last couple of weeks they've they have blown teams off the park at mm. times during the game um and particularly in that Dolphins game and then of course got the win against the Seagulls last weekend the Eels sort of been bumbling their way around like the Cowboys waiting for them to fire so this might be a little bit sort of closer than maybe some people might think. Yeah, I think this is a good one for the overs. Historically, the Titans don't like defending. And saying that, though, mm-hmm. it is the eighth game of the weekend, so it all depends on how that Suncorp turf is looking. But, yeah, Titans fresh off winning the Kieran Forum Bowl last week against Manly, so <laughs> they'll be fizzed up for that one. But for me, Parramatta should be too good. You'd have to think. Like, Gutherson, over the past couple of weeks, he's been in a nice run of form. It was good to see uh, Dylan Brown play some good footy last week too that was probably his best game and then Mitchie Moses pulling the strings so yeah. I'll back Parry to get the win but I think it'll be high scoring alright so there you go those are the games across match route what we're going to do we're going to take a break for new sport and weather uh, Justin Horro the scope the skip uh, out of Australia he's going to join us after new sport and whether if you've got any questions for him double eight double three we might just get a couple of tips from him um, Surly's going to stick around as well it is 28 minutes away from two new sport and weather up next if I call you Welcome back in ECNZ Afternoon. Sammy sitting in for staff uh, just for today. And we've been talking Magic Round with uh, Surly in studio here from Surly Talk Sport. Go and check him out on Instagram. And uh, we're going to bring in uh, another rugby league expert, we'll call him. Uh, known as the Scope and the Skip, it is Justin Horry. Played for the Parramatta Eels and the Manly Seagulls as well. He joins us on the line now. G'day, Skip. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, great to have you on. Now you're heading up to Brizzy very, very shortly for Magic Round. Yeah, mate, just about to uh, get on the plane. Uh, it's always a good weekend up in Magic Round. Uh, all the teams are up there and the energy's you know, pumping around Caxton Street and, and Suncorp Stadium, so looking forward to it. Uh, Surly was actually just talking to us about um, when he's gone up there and he yeah, talked about the fan experience and how good that was. Um, someone actually texted in here, Craig, asking us, um, and, and maybe you can answer this for us, Scope, do the, do the teams actually like it? Do they, is it like a festival for them as well? Um, and will a team like the Knights, who are not going to be a part of it, will they sort of be gutted that they're not there? How do the teams sort of view it? Yeah, I, I, I think so, mate. Like, uh, it, my time playing in the NRL, wasn't, it wasn't here, but I got to enjoy it over in the Super League when I played over there, and it was, uh, it was always uh, a part of the calendar that we look forward to. I know um, it's a little bit more strict over here with regards to boys going out and, and having a good time after the game because there's so many people in and around it but just the atmosphere alone uh, Suncorp's always a great place to play you're going to get 40 to, to 30 you know 40 to 50,000 potentially when some of the teams normally play in front of 10 to 15 so mm. just that alone makes it a good weekend and um, I dare say that all the boys will be looking forward to getting up there and and the Knights will probably be a little bit disappointed that, that it's not on their calendar. Skip a scope. I actually bumped into you last year at the Caxton, but we won't go there. Uh, what, what do you? How do you think your old teams will go? Uh, Parramatta and Manly this weekend. Are you backing them both to get the wins? 
Well, uh, hopefully you bumped into me early, brother. Hopefully you got me on the Friday and not on Sunday. Um, but yeah, mate, uh, Manly is struggling for me at the moment. I, uh, you know, sort of we do a podcast. I do one with Willie Mason over here at, at Levels, and I sort of put a line through Manly a couple of weeks ago. They're just, you know, um, a, a lack of uh, an option and Plan B with with obviously Tommy Turbo's the, the big one who's been out for them recently. And, uh, you know, that I sort of feel like they're just throwing it to Ola Kawatu and hoping for the best at the moment, the, um, the Manly team. So it's going to be a hard test. They're playing against the home team and the Broncos. Um, as for Para, they found a bit of form last week. Um, showed good energy. They're a team that's had a really start, uh, tough start to the season with their draw. Uh, and now they're starting to get a little bit more favourable. So um, they're a team to watch out for and, and they might be able to string a couple together. Uh, we actually, when we were going through the games, uh, Scott, we we skipped over the Warriors Panthers game because we wanted to come back to it with you. So Saturday, five pm New Zealand time, uh, the Warriors up against the Panthers. Warriors welcoming back a couple of key players and uh, Charles Nickel Klugstar and uh, Torhu Harris, who's going to make a massive difference. The Panthers coming off back to back losses. We were trying to work out when the last time uh, they potentially went three losses in a row. I just can't see it happening. It, it just sort of seems out of the realms of possibility, given you know this Panthers side being so dominant over the last couple of years. How do you see it? Yeah, mate. Well, um, I'm actually on the wires. I'm on the wires. Yeah, do, boy. Do a, I'm over here at SEN. I, I do SEN in, uh, in Sydney over here, and I do the tip show with Jimmy Smith. I made them my roughie of the week. Been super impressed um, with not only the team, but Andrew Webster in particular. I think he's really changing the, the culture over there for the better with regards to just a few little things that I look for in a team. And one of the biggest things is accountability. Uh, there's no excuses there. Uh, they've had a lot of troops out. They've, they've been on the, the wrong end of some really tough decisions, but um, there's no excuses from them this year, and, and that's been the most impressive part. Um, he, he's doing a great job, Webster, and all the boys. Um, some of these guys that probably weren't the, the biggest names when it comes to signings are just really stepping up, and it seems like there's a really good culture there at the moment. So I know I'm tipping against the Panthers, and I'm not just saying this because you guys are in the New, uh, in New Zealand, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if um, if the Wires put in a performance against Penrith. And speaking of tipping, obviously we've got a few try-scoring threats out wide as well, the likes of Dallin, Marcelo, Cossi. Anyone tickling your fancy there for a cheeky little anytime try-scorer bet? Well, yeah, well, it's going to be on the little cousin. Um, Dallin uh, Watson as a Lesniak is my, uh, is my cousin. So uh, with the way his hair's flowing at the moment, oh. through that term that he's still going on at the moment, it's a, it's, it's a beauty to watch. And, and the thing about Dow is uh, no matter what, you know, where the game is, he's going to put himself in the contest. So uh, for a bit of any time jam is what I call it. Uh, I'll, be, I'll, be having, I'll be having a look at Dow. And, you know, Panthers is the next team too for him. So there's a little bit in it for him as well. So hopefully he can cross and the wife can get a win. Love it. Love it, Scope. Uh, Dallin with the, uh, the Lionel Richie. Uh, is what we call it over this side of the ditch, mate. Um, look, when we said when we said we were getting you on, we just uh, got flooded with a bunch of texts saying you got to ask Scope for the jam. You just mentioned uh, Dell on there for an anytime try score. What else, mate? Can you give us across the weekend? What's tickling your fancy? Oh yeah, I like the uh, I like the Wonder Boy Reese Walsh. I think the Broncos are going to score a, a couple this week um, against Manly. Like I said, I'm, I just can't see it for Manly this week, especially with. With Jakey Javoy, they get Tommy back, but Jakey's out, and uh, I have a feeling that strong middle, uh, the middle forwards for Broncos might might cause some havoc against Manly. So, therefore, you, you get Reese Walsh popping up in and around the ruck, and uh, he's just been on fire this year um, with Payne Huss, who's back from from suspension. So, 
Um, I don't mind those two. If, if, if the punters over there are looking for a little multi, maybe you go Dellen, uh, which will give you pretty good value into, into something that's a little bit more solid in Reese Walsh. Love it, love it. And just before we let you go, uh, Scope, uh, wanted to ask you about the Tigers. I went over the Panthers last week, which, you know, that ruined many a multi, uh, both tri-scorer and uh, head-to-head. Uh, going up against the Dragons this week, who isn't the, the toughest uh, follow-up opposition, but do you think uh, that that's enough for the Tigers to sort of turn things around, or do you think it was just a one-off? No, look, they've been showing over the last couple of weeks, you know, they, they had a lead with eight minutes to go against Manly too um, before, you know, before they played Penrith. And, um, boys, this is uh, this is the battle of the spoon for me. Uh, whoever whoever loses this game uh, is going to be, you know, I know there's a lot of footy still to be played, but it's, it's, it's fairly desperate in that sense that, you know, neither of these teams can afford a loss. Uh, happy for the Tigers. Uh, in particular, Uppy Carousel getting a win against his former team. He's been trying his guts out. He's been really good for for the Tigers in in a really you know sort of tough part part of the season for him. So um, being an ex player, I never like to see teams going through this uh, sort of run that the Tigers were going through. Mm. I know how hard it is when you have back to back losses. You know, even I'm trying to think back. You know, even if I had three in a row at times, but those are just tough times to be. Um, with it for a footy club, so I was happy for the Tigers to get a win, and and even better, it's against the back-to-back champs. So um, I'm going the Tigers in that one, boys. Yeah, nice. Uh, you along with a lot of our punters as well. Scope, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, go well up in Brizzy. Try and stay out of trouble, and uh, we'll try and catch you again <laughs> soon. <laughs> All right, thanks, boys. Up the wires. Up the wires. Uh, there you go. Justin Horry there out of Aussie. Uh, the scope, the skip, a uh, little bit of a, a jam there for you as well, as he calls it, a few tips for the weekend. Uh, Surly, thank you, my friend, for coming in yet again. Uh, it's great having you on, and uh, you obviously appeared on Running It Straight. I'm sure that'll uh, continue in the future. Well, someone even texts in here saying, get Surly uh, on the SNZ commentary team uh, with me oh. and Campy, mate. So we'll have to get you down on the oh, sideline or something. If you're, not, if you're not entertaining the big wigs at Mount Smart <laughs> on weekend. <laughs> Away games. Away, Away games. games, that's the one. Surly, uh, appreciate you coming in, mate. Legend, thank awesome. you. Awesome, there you go. Uh, 18 minutes away from 2 o'clock. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll catch up with Paulie Mawade from the TAB. Oh, well, look, we've been talking punting a lot uh, since 12 o'clock, haven't we? Got all your sweepstake tips for the NRL. Then we chatted with Surly and Justin Horror and got some anytime jam from them across the weekend. We're going to keep it going with Paulie Moate from the TAB, tab.co.nz, or you can download the app. Been on the NRL this weekend, as well as uh, all the North American playoffs, NBA, NHL, etc. We'll talk to Paulie all about it now. G'day, Paulie. Yeah, g'day, Sam. How are you, mate? Mate, doing very, very well. Uh, where do you want to start? Paulie, a lot going on this weekend. NRL, Super Rugby. We've got uh, the North American playoffs, Formula One. What's uh, What are the punters gravitating to first and foremost? Yeah, well, right now we've got game two between the Celtics and the 76ers. And as a contest, it pretty much seems like it's over with the Celtics uh, having a Quite a significant lead at the moment, but you can still bet live on that match. The points start at the moment. The Celtics minus 23.5 at $1.87, or the 76ers plus 23.5 at $1.90. And the total points, the line right now is set at 209.5. Under 209.5 is $1.77. Over 209.5 is $1.95. So still plenty of uh, action in that game to be had, but uh, in terms of who's going to win it, uh, the boys are taking down the head-to-head market because they don't see 
the uh, 76ers coming back from this deficit. I do love, uh, though, Paulie, even though uh, you can have games that are basically sewn up, you can still bet on all that stuff because it does keep it interesting, uh, you know, in, in the final quarter. What about the um, the Lakers-Warriors? Because uh, chatting yesterday, and it seemed like punters were gravitating towards the uh, the Warriors, but the Lakers got, got a big dub and take the, uh, the 1-0 series lead. Yeah, look, there was a lot of early money on the Lakers in game one uh, between them and the Golden State Warriors. And then we did see a a bit of action come the other way uh, on the Warriors. But to be fair, um, the worst result for us was the Lakers winning, and they did that. So (laughs) there were a number of punters who collected big time. We've got game two up already, that uh, due to tip off at one o'clock tomorrow. The Lakers still significant outside of their 285. I think they were around 250 in game one. So 285 for game two. Uh, Bookies thinking the Golden State Warriors are going to bounce back. They're $1.41 to win that match, and they're five and a half point um, favourites at $1.87. Uh, in Magic Round getting underway tomorrow night, we've got no Thursday night rugby league uh, this weekend, Paulie, but uh, Friday night tomorrow, uh, Magic Round kicks off. And I think there's quite a bit of value to be had uh, in Magic Round this year because you've got a couple of fixtures that are sort of 50-50s. Then you've got a couple of teams that may cause an upset. You know, the likes of uh, even the Bulldogs against the Raiders, the first game, and the Bulldogs paying $2.28. Of course, the Warriors, they're paying $3.40 over Penrith. So there is a little bit of value, I think, in Magic Round this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I love Magic Round. The only bad thing about it is there's no Thursday night footy, which I really look forward to. But Mm. having said that, yeah, the first game up tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, the Bulldogs taking on the Raiders, and the Raiders are $1.61. We've seen a wee bit of a move there for them. Um, The Bulldogs, who have just been ravaged by injuries, um, a number of their key signings uh, in the off-season are out of course. Uh, but they're 228 and they still have their supporters out there. So it's fairly even uh, betting in that match. Um, you mentioned the Warriors. Um, the Panthers, well, if the money's anything to go by, they're going to uh, run away with this one. Plenty of support for the Panthers. Punters thinking they'll be just a wee bit too good. But don't write the Warriors off at 340. Of course, Tohu Harris comes back into the side and he's a huge, huge part of that puzzle that is the New Zealand Warriors. They're also 10.5 point underdogs. So, if um, you want a wee bit of insurance, maybe the plus 10.5 on the Warriors, but the match of the round, the Storm and the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs, both these teams, I think, opened up at around $1.87 the pair at the beginning of the week. Uh, Rabbitohs have been forced into $1.83, and the Storm have drifted slightly out to $1.92, and that's on the back of the support that the Rabbitohs are getting from punters at the moment. They love the bunnies. Yep, love it. And that's going to be the game of the round, like you said, uh, Paulie. Really looking forward to that one on Saturday night. Got to run, my friend. Running out of time. I appreciate your time as always. Catch up again soon. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Sam. Have a good one, mate. There you go. Mo out of the TAB there, Paulie Mawati, tab.co.nz, or you can download the app. It is R18. I was going to talk some Super Rugby, but I think we'll leave that for TJ. Uh, Not too many mouth-watering fixes over the weekend. The Chiefs-Hinders tomorrow night's probably the one you're looking forward to. Uh, Hurricanes-Jura over in Fiji. I think that is uh, in Fiji at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Then you've got Crusaders, Force, Blues, Moana, Pacifica, Reds, Waratahs, Rebels, Brumbies. So, uh, yeah, not not exactly a barnstorming round of Super Rugby, um, but that game tomorrow night between the mighty Chiefs and the Highlanders in Dunedin is probably going to be the better one. Uh, we're going to take a short break and come back with more after this. Coming up to 2 o'clock here on afternoon, Semi sitting in for staff. One more hour to go before we hand over to Ricardo for Phoenix Nation. Uh, the Boston Celtics are up 101-75 to 
in the fourth quarter, they are absolutely coasting. Uh, apparently there was a power play that Robbie jumped on, which was uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown have scored 25 points each. And Jalen Brown's hit it. Tatum is on what, seven points, Kez? Yeah, seven points. Uh, slow start. Uh, slow start we're almost in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Gee, how, how about that, despite the fact that they've scored over 100 points. Um, and Jason Tatum's like one of the best players. Um, did you know the French Open is only like three weeks away as well? Who are you I, backing? Uh, we've, had, we've had good lengthy discussions about uh, who the greatest is. Probably Novak. Novak's here, isn't he? I have to look at um, you know who, who's going to be in attendance. Um, I like Alcaraz as well. If Carlos Spaniard. is there, I'm taking him. Um, but yeah, the French Open is going to start in about three weeks. So might get someone on next week with Steph to, to talk about it because it'll start, I think, the following week. So yeah, lots of sport on. It's a great time of year. Uh, after two, we're going to catch up with TJ out of Sky Sport. Lots to cover off over the last seven days. Plenty of news stories, uh, as well as the Super Rugby fixtures over the weekend. We will find out what's making news go back in the day and do all of that before three. Stay with us. New Sport and Weather up next. Three and a half minutes past two, kids. You've you've cut the uh, Star Wars music. Well, if you want me to tell the truth, it's after your request because you don't like my <laughs> Star Wars music. I didn't mind your I Star Wars music. I had a really good one for you coming up next. It's, a, it's an all-time classic, so maybe we'll have to save mm, that one. We'll save that one. I'm not sure if TJ is a, uh, a Star Wars fan, so you might have made a good call there by not playing it out after 2 o'clock. Uh, we'll ask him very, very shortly. Tony Johnson out of Sky Sport. I can tell you, just quickly before we do chat with TJ, uh, the Crusaders team uh, has come out for their game against the Force. And great news, Will Jordan. Back in the 15 jersey after a very, very long time uh, on the sidelines. Will Jordan back into the side, which is great to see. Uh, you can send in your texts as well uh, on double eight double three between now and 3 o'clock before we hand over to Ricardo on Phoenix Nation. But as we always do on a Thursday, we jump into some uh, some super rugby and some rugby stories across the week with uh, Tony Johnson out of Sky Sport. G'day, TJ. Yeah, Sam, two things. Firstly, if you want some introductory music to me, uh, theme from Thunderbirds. Yes. Be appreciated. Yep. I yep. didn't know that. And secondly, I think Staffy has asked me pretty much every week this year, should we be worried about Will Jordan not playing? Well, worry not. He's back. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's great to see. And I guess it's just something that's taken uh, time to sort out. They've been wise to take their time because uh, it's obviously been uh, quite a debilitating thing. But the, the, the great thing is that this brilliant player is back playing. And I look forward to actually going down to do the game uh, this weekend. So I look oh. forward to seeing him in action. Yeah, brilliant. And um, it's funny you said that, TJ, because Steph was the first person who messaged me when the team list came out. So uh, he's he's on the he's on the pulse as well. Uh, but it is great to see him back. Um, before we talk, before we talk a bit of us, uh, oh, well, actually, are you Star Wars fan as well, TJ, as a Thunderbirds fan or just Thunderbirds? Um, no, look, I was more Star. I, one, I I watched the first few Star Wars movies and then I just got lost. I just got lost in who the hell everyone was. Yeah. So I was more a Star Trek fan. Yeah. But but. You know, as I say, Thunderbirds was more my thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I sort of like the older movies, the new ones. I've, I've just got absolutely lost in it. Um, right, let's talk some, let's talk some rugby, Except TJ. When they tried to turn it into a series, uh, we're using humans. If, if, and, and I mean, how ridiculous was that? Yeah, no, I agree. And these these cartoons and everything, it's just too, it's oversaturated. There's too much. It's just trying to make money. And yeah, it's lost all the appeal for me. Um, 
Right, before we talk a, a little bit of Super Rugby, uh, we obviously talk to you every Thursday, and a lot happens in seven days in the rugby world. Uh, firstly, the news that came out over the weekend um, with these planned upgrades to Eden Park, the new retractable roof, uh, renovated stands, amongst other things. Once again, uh, we're sitting here potentially pumping money into Eden Park, TJ. Where do you sit on the on the whole Auckland Stadium debate and what the future might look like? Well, I do get a bit guilty talking about the potential demise of Eden Park um, because I've been privileged to be there for so many great moments over the years. And to me, it's the history of Eden Park, what's happened there, that, 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 that it's what it's all about. Um, there is a realisation, though, clearly, that in its current setup, it's no longer going to be fit for purpose going into the future. In an era where people are very discriminating about what they do with their money, mm. Uh, are they going to go to a game and be exposed to the elements when they can watch it in comfort at home or in a pub or whatever? Uh, and I, I think that's been ruthlessly exposed over recent years, you know, particularly in Auckland where it's it's an event crowd. You go to the big event, but you don't necessarily go week in, week out like you used to. And and I, clearly, uh, Eden Park would have to go undergo some, some major modifications to meet this demand. Um, you know, we... we We've got a stadium with a roof in Dunedin. We're getting one finally in Christchurch with a roof. And I think, you know, Auckland needs one. Mm. Um, but I guess that the big problem with Eden Park is, and look, you know, it's, it's got its ups and downs. I mean, as I say, when it's full, it's amazing. There are issues with it. I mean, obviously, you know, the restrictions that are imposed by the, the residents. And, and that's one of the reasons why more people than there should be are exposed to the elements because the compromises they had to make on the design side. You know, the idea of it going whole hog, I, I really love the idea, but the big problem is who's going to pay for it and can you keep going back to the public, expecting the public to pay for it? And that brings into contrast this uh, proposal that is still there for uh, a stadium downtown that the backers of it say will not cost the public anything. Mm. They can find the means to, to finance it and that's what makes that such a, a very attractive proposition but I think you've got to give a bit of credit um, to Doug Mackay, Nick Sortner and co at Eden Park that they have recognised that there is a need uh, that if Eden Park is going to continue to exist then then things have to be done about it so that the public can sit in comfort. I think they have to really, if they do design it it's got to be a a rugby or football or league shaped ground that they can no longer have it half cricket, half rugby because it's, it's unsatisfactory either way mm. uh, I, you know it'd be great to see it but as I say the other one has appeal because it's not going to cost supposedly not going to cost the public anything it's right in the heart of the city yes spot on I was reading about the uh, back in 2006 TJ when they made the decision obviously to upgrade Eden Park as opposed to the waterfront stadium back then 497 million dollars was going to be the cost of the waterfront stadium that sounds like a bargain um, compared to the the 385 million to upgrade Eden Park it's just when you, you hear that you sort of think maybe they did miss a trick in times gone by but like you said I think the only way forward for a waterfront stadium is if it is privately funded because you know especially in Auckland with the many issues that are going on, I, I doubt taxpayers are going to want to fork out money for a new stadium or, or an upgraded old yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Which, mind you, if you were to sit, that would then bring into uh, you know sharp focus what happens to Eden Park after that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough one, as I say, because I've, I've got a, a fondness for Eden Park, but by the same token, it's going forward. It just simply isn't going to... It's not fit for purpose, you know, looking into the future um, because people expect to be able to watch in far more comfort 
um, and accessibility, etc., than they get now. TJ, you, you've been all around the world, been to many uh, big stadiums. If, if we did build a new one, maybe down at the waterfront, what are, I guess, some key things that you would want it to have or do you think it needs to have in order to sort of tick those boxes? Well, I, I like what they did at Twickenham, and I've talked about this in the past, where they sort of built a hotel down one end and they've got a fitness centre there and they've got other commercial activity going on actually in the structure mm. that's generating money on a daily basis. And I think that's really important. Um, I think accessibility for the public. And look, Eden Park, when the public transport's running, it's okay. But of course, Auckland Transport, the way they operate with absolutely no regard for what the public needs, they're oblivious to public need at times, the way they just shut the trains down at the weekend or the what have you. Um, so, you know, I, I, the appeal of, you know, that, that's the beauty of, um, for example, the um, Principality Stadium in Cardiff. It's right in the middle of the city. And it has it is been absolutely um, symptomatic, or it's been a catalyst, I should say, for the regeneration of what was a fairly dowdy old city centre to what's a very vibrant one these days. And so that, that's the appeal of it. But I, 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 again, I just get back to that point where I, I, I think we've got to develop, I, I envy, living in Auckland, I envy Wellington and Hamilton that they've got a rugby ground uh, and they've got a, Wellington have got the basin reserve. I just wish they'd, you know, um, sort of thought of that when they designed the, the the cake tin because again it's it's sort of it's it's not quite big enough really for a cricket ground and it's just a it's too big for a rugby ground if you yeah. know what I mean so those they can look elsewhere and I think you know you can look anywhere you like in the world for, for clues as to how to get it done properly mm, absolutely um other big news over the last seven days uh, TJ was razor hinting about um selecting overseas All Blacks Ian Foster sort of responded this week saying that that's going to be dangerous for a number of reasons where do you sit on it? Yeah, I've always supported New Zealand rugby's stance that you can only be picked for the All Blacks if you're playing in New Zealand, and I don't see any reason to change that. Now, look, obviously, Razor, being the affable bloke that he is, someone asked him a question, and he gave an answer, and it was quite a tantalising one about, you know, if we're going to, you know, look forward, move forward, then maybe we have to consider these things. Fair enough, but to me, I just I see no reason to change it. I mean, who would you change it for now? You know, this exodus that... They always the headline writers always you know talk about or, or print in, in, in the lead up to a World Cup. It's not really going to happen this time. I mean we know Richie Moong is going, and there's word that Sam Whitelock, who we're probably expected to end his international career anyway, might be going off to France. But other than that, especially you know you get guys like uh, Damien McKenzie um, just recently has recommitted uh, to New Zealand rugby. A lot of others have um, followed suit. You know the opportunities aren't quite there. Uh, you know England rugby isn't financial turmoil at yep. the moment. Japan are not going to keep now importing lots and lots of players because they're strong enough. So I think, I think uh, to me, it's, it's not quite the issue that it might have been developing into a few years ago. Um, you know, the only way I could ever see it happening, if, if, if New Zealand and Japan, for example, were to try to get into some sort of sync or synergy with each other over the competition, then maybe you could allow players in Japan... Uh, I don't know, um, but but to me, uh, I think keep it the way it is um, because it, it, it is proving at the moment um, to be an incentive to keep you know most of our players, uh, top players in in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, no, I do agree with you there, TJ, and the fact that um, especially especially with England, like the financial stuff going on up there, I think sort of almost put to bed uh, the argument of all the yeah, money so being. In... The other thing is too is 
you know, obviously you, you've had exceptions. Um, Charles Piatow, just as he was about to become, you, you felt that he was on the on the doorstep of greatness with the All Blacks. He went off. Um, and, of course, there was a big um, fuss when he announced that he'd be available for Tong, but he's only played two games for them. Mm. And, and, and really, he doesn't have ultimate, or, or neither does Tonga have ultimate can say over when he plays for them. And that's the thing that we have to avoid. Absolutely right. Uh, just before we do get into some Super Rugby games, one last story that came out, and this is one that has been bubbling away for a while, and I know, um, Steph, and you have talked about this before, TJ, it's this draft system that people are proposing uh, to sort of, I guess, even out uh, some of the fortunes of the Super Rugby teams, but also add another layer of you know storylines and interest, etc. The draft system, are you a fan? Well, I'm a fan of it in American sport. I, n- I notice it's come up again because it was raised by uh, Andrew McLennan, the Australian chairman. Uh, this is in a week where you know his exasperated CEO has decided he's going to quit ahead of what's you know this upcoming so-called golden era that they're about to go through. I think that's a sign that you know not everything's going all that well at the ranch. But yeah, he, he brought it up. I, I, I you know had strong suspicions that it's for him. It's just about uh, opening up a mechanism that would allow. Uh, Australian teams to to, bra- to draft New Zealand players to make them stronger, uh, which I wouldn't be interested in the slightest um, m- myself. Um, I, you know, if it was to to happen in New Zealand, I, I as I say, I, I can understand why people like it. Just seeing the NFL draft, it's show business. It, yeah. It's like the Oscars. It's it's brilliant. It adds this massive interest and 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 such a a boost to the sport when no football is actually being played. Uh, and, and, and that adds something. Um, and it, what I like about it, I mean, I support what have been at times two of the worst teams in American sport, the Cincinnati Reds, who are starting to build something quite uh, potentially strong because they keep getting you know, high draft picks because they're so useless. <laughs> and same with the, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are arguably the worst team in American football. Mm. And then because of that, they get to, to, to sign the, the number one draft pick, Joe Burrow, and suddenly they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I see why people like it. It has it would have an equalising impact, uh, but it won't work unless New Zealand rugby and schools rugby get on the same page. And there's no sign of that happening at the moment. Schools rugby, I think they want to be a law under themselves or control their own uh, goings-on. They don't want New Zealand rugby having any say in it. Um, and the, the question would be, who drafts them? Is it the super rugby teams who draft them? And then the players get uh, disseminated away to um, the provincial teams. Uh, I, I, you know, that, that's a question that I'd want to know. Uh, I like the idea of it, but at the moment, unworkable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you, um, TJ. We, we've got to talk about these Super Rugby games. I just, you just brought up the Australian rugby thing, which we haven't even talked about. But uh, let's let's talk about some of the games this weekend. Uh, maybe actually, let's just start with the Chiefs Crusaders in Hamilton last weekend because uh, that was a great game for the competition. Obviously, two of the best teams in the comp uh, are sold out, uh, packed FMG Stadium in Waikato. Just just what the competition ordered. It was at a, at a time where a lot of talk had been about the, the size of the crowds, and that that's understandable. Um, as, as I've said before, you know, a lot of people, you know, who, who sit at home and watch all the games, then complain about the size of the crowds. Um, but but look, you know, it, it's not a great look, and so to have a packed house there, despite the fact that it was a, a fairly manky sort of a night with a bit of rain around, that that was brilliant, and the game lived up to expectations and just underline these very strong credentials that the Chiefs have uh, to go on and win this title. Uh, the, the way 
I, I think they won the individual battles. I thought, uh, you know, Sam Kane is a much talked about player. I thought he, he was quite magnificent the way he, he led the line for the Chiefs. Uh, the big names all, all stood up. Uh, and, you know, it, it does for the, the neutrals, you would salivate at the prospect of them meeting again in a semi final or even a final. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this weekend, only one. Uh, New Zealand derby, that's between the Highlanders and the Chiefs down at Forsyth Bar tomorrow night at 7.05. Anton Leonard ba- uh, Brownback for the Chiefs and bringing up game 100, uh, no Brody though. There have been a few people across the station this week, TJ, calling this a potential banana skin game for the Chiefs. Are you giving the Highlanders any chance under the roof in Dunedin? Well, yeah, when you come off such a big challenge as to, you know, beating the Crusaders in the top of the table clash that everyone knows is, is pivotal, there's so much hanging on it. Uh, then I guess there is always the potential uh, for you to stub your toe in the next game. I just don't think that's what this Chiefs team is made of. Clayton McMillan just continues to impress with his very pragmatic style, um, you know, and, and also I think, I think the, the leadership of this team, not just uh, Kane and Weber, but also, you know, other players who are growing into that, you know, and maturing and, and, and having Leonard Brown in the mix, I think, um, against what's a pretty powerful midfield uh, for the Highlanders. That's a, a plus for them. Yep, they go in uh, w- without uh, Brody Retallick, but you couldn't question uh, the way Tupo Vai and Naitoa Akoi, the way they've played for the Chiefs in the last couple of seasons. Uh, interesting that um, the Highlanders, they've made the decision to leave Mitch Hunt out of the starting 15. Hunt, uh, you know, at times has looked more like his old self this season, but not completely. And so they're they throwing the, the keys, I guess, to, to, to Freddie Burns to see what he can do. I just can't see the Chiefs buttoning off. Uh, I, I, I think they'll be well aware of the potential for an upset and I'd, I'd still back them to win and continue this incredible unbeaten run. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the, the schedule as well for the Chiefs, TJ. They um, have, after this game, they've got the Reds at home, the Hurricanes at home, and then they go uh, Brumbies and Force away. I mean, the sort of the undefeated record's very, very much on the cards for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that, that Brumbies game, uh, it's always very hard to win in Canberra. That, that becomes, you know, another... A big point, but you get the feeling that, by, you know, if they keep going the way they're going, by the time they get to that game, they'll have points in hand uh, that, that they could probably afford a loss and still have have home advantage. But you know, they they won't be thinking that far ahead. It'll just be one game at a time. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you follow um, ice hockey at all, TJ, but I'm a massive Boston Bruins fan. They went through the regular season breaking all the records, and then they lose in the first round. So I just hope, being a Chiefs fan as well, that uh, you know they're not peaking a little bit soon, uh, too soon, and they they hold something back for the playoffs. Yeah, I've I've seen it happen twice in the early days of Super Rugby. Uh, I think the Reds topped the table in the first year and were beaten by the Sharks in the semi-finals. And I think another year, the Crusaders beat the Reds in Brisbane. So it, and I'm sure they're not the only ones. They're just two examples that, uh, you know, that, that, that spring to mind. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, so it, being unbeaten after the regular season doesn't guarantee anything once you get into the playoffs. No, absolutely not. And uh, just lastly, before we let you go, um, TJ, what, what are your picks outside of uh, that uh, that Chiefs Highlanders game? It's not, you know, the most enthralling uh, round of Super Rugby. You got the draw against the Hurricanes, the Crusaders, Force Blues, Moana Pacifica, Reds, Waratahs, Rebels, Brumbies. What of the what of the other games is is taking your interest? 
Uh, well, I think the Reds Waratahs game in Australia, uh, there's always a bit of needle going into that game, uh, and they're both kind of down towards the the, the bottom of the eight. Um, the Reds, what are they? Uh, they're in sixth, Waratahs in seventh. So yeah, that, that, that's that's a pretty important one uh, for for those two teams. As I say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, the Christchurch just for the very fact that that. Um, Will Jordan's going to be back in action hmm. against a force team that you know the Crusaders should beat, but um, boy, they've got a bit of talent uh, in, in their team. The, the big English centre is a player who sort of caught the eye, and also Kiribigi, the winger, and Mata Eli, of course, coming back to Christchurch. So that they've got a bit of talent in their backline. A couple of players who can do things out of the ordinary, but as I, as I say, I think the, the big uh, thing there is, is Will Jordan coming back. Uh, Blues at Eden Park, Moana Pacifica starting to run out of opportunities to avoid a winless season. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the Blues at Eden Park, you'd have to think it'd be too strong. And then uh, Brumbies against the Rebels. I, I can't see the Rebels upsetting the Brumbies on Sunday. Mm. Right, TJ, we didn't bring you in uh, the right way, but we're going to send you out the right way. The boys have uh, have got something special for you. Oh, yeah, Fantastic. TJ, thanks for joining us as always, my friend. Uh, Staff will be on board next week. We'll chat then. (laughs) There you go. Tony Johnson out of Sky Sport. He joins us every Thursday. He'll be back on deck next Thursday to chat with uh, with Steph, just playing a bit of the Thunderbirds music for him. He's a big Thunderbirds fan, is TJ, and uh, great to get his thoughts across uh, the weekend's Super Rugby as well as some of those other rugby stories over the last seven days. We'll take a short break. Come back with more after this. Quickly coming up to 2.30. After 2.30, we're going to play Show Me the Money. Um, I nearly forgot about it. Given the PTSD of last week, actually, are I in retirement? Didn't I retire? Yeah, but since Steph's not here, Steph's, you're still okay, I'll, take, I'll just take Steph's place. But officially, I am retired, so I'm just off the interchange for one week. So uh, we will play Show Me the Money after new sport and weather. Um, your chance to be a part of our four leg multi, put 50 bucks on it. If it wins, you get the cash. Uh, Someone just texting here saying, uh, Andrew McLennan, not Hamish McLennan from TJ. Yeah, just slip of the tongue from TJ there. Didn't even get to talk to him about the Rugby Australia stuff, which would have been fantastic. But some great thoughts across the weekend. And yeah, how good is it to see Will Jordan back for the Crusaders? It's been a long time since he last played. So great to have whatever he was going through parked to the side. And um, back in the 15 jersey makes that game a little bit more tasty. Uh, We'll take some new sport and weather very, very shortly with Johnny Mack. But you can call now 0800 150 because after that we will play Show Me The Money. Call now to play Show Me The Money 0800 150 Show you the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Show me the money time. We put a four-leg multi together. 50 bucks on it if it comes in. You get the winnings. I pick a leg. Captain K picks a leg. Rubinio picks a leg. And you pick a leg. Spinning the wheel, and the boys, uh, Captain K is holding up the number four, which I think is Brendan in Queenstown. Brendan. Hey, Sammy, how are you saying, right? Oh, I'm doing fantastically well, mate. Do you have a, uh, a tip in your mind what you're going to pick? I've got a few, but yeah, now uh, first try scores in the league, I think. Yeah, I like, I, I like that. I like that, mate. Um, do you want to go first or do you want to go last? I'll go first. Go attacking, eh? We'll yeah, go, go uh, Will Kennedy. 
first try scorer against the Dolphins. You're going first? Uh, sorry, not first try. Anytime. Sorry, to score a try. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> was going to say, that's bold of you to go first try. Okay, so we're going uh, Will K- Kennedy, anytime try scorer against the Dolphins at $1.83. Show me the money. A little bit delayed, but Kez has it there. A dollar eighty-three. Okay, kicking us off uh, nice and uh, well. I'm not going to say conservative. It's in the middle. It's a middle road, Brendan. I, I don't mind it at all. Um, let's go to Robinho uh, in the booth. Robinho, Robbie, what do you have for us, fella? This is going to shock you to your core. Okay, we're not going cricket. Wow, that does shock me. That's ridiculous. Um, what will shock go- me even more is if you go for the Chiefs. <laughs> we're going to the Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> we're going less conservative. Um, Chiefs to win both individual halves against the Highlanders by 10 or more points, 450. By 10 or more points? Yep. So not just winning either half, but by 10 or more points. Yep. At $4.50, Captain K. Show me the money. Okay. What do you, what do you make of that one, Brendan? A little bit juicy. Very, very attacking. Yep, there's very attack. Wow. Some would say probably a little bit too attacking. Where's the defence from you, Robinho? Uh, Captain K, you're up next. Yeah, uh, look, last week I put uh, on the Sione Farmawina cap and that came in very nicely for yeah, me as well. Yeah, big but shake of the hand to you for that one. That was fantastic. This time, look, Sammy, I'm putting my NBA cap back on and I know we love to have discussions. And when you caught up with uh, the great man from Fox Radio yesterday... Arnie Spaniel, Arnie, yep. Arnie, uh, when you asked him, Denver Nuggets and Phoenix Suns, he told you, stop right there, Sammy. Denver Nuggets are going to get through. So, look, I'm, I, I like where your head's at, Arnie. I've done my research. I'm looking at the Denver Nuggets on Saturday, head-to-head, 2-0 head, up already against the Phoenix Suns. I'm backing them to go uh, one better. At $2.30, Ooh. Denver Nuggets, head-to-head, head, uh, get the dub over Phoenix on Saturday. Show me the money. Is that in Phoenix? believe so. Ooh, yes. I don't know, though. Game one back at home. Chris Paul, groin injury. Okay. Denver's depth. Look, you know a lot more about basketball than me, so I'll take you on that one. Now, uh, given my horrors of recent times, Brendan, I have gone shockingly the most conservative of everyone. I've gone to the Melbourne Storm and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think this is money for jam, even though it's not big odds, but it's money for jam. And I think it is either team to win 1-12, to because I do think it's going to be tight. I don't think a team runs away with it either way. And uh, either team winning 1-12, to that is paying $1.58 on its own. So when we package them all up together, four legs, we're sitting at $29.92. We throw our $50 TAB bonus bet on, and it comes out, Brendan, at $1,446.29. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You'll take it. What are, you, what are you most scared about of the four, mate? Probably the Chiefs, 10 points. Yeah, that's all, that's all on Robbie. Robbie? I hope you know that's all on you, mate. You you lost it last last time with your with your IPL bet as well. You're he's a bit of an exotic better, Robbie. I do. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? You go for the exotics. Yeah, I I, I don't want to um I don't want to risk other people taking the same things. So yeah. yeah, no, that's fair enough. Okay, so uh, Brendan has our four leg multi, which is just a recap. Will Kennedy anytime try score against the Dolphins? Uh, either team between the Melbourne Storm and South Sydney to win one to twelve. Uh, the Chiefs to win both individual halves by ten plus points against the Highlanders, and the Denver Nuggets to beat the Phoenix Suns in Game Three on Saturday. There you go, Brendan. We will give you a call on Monday if you're successful, mate. Thank you very much, boys. Have a good weekend. Go well. There you go. Brendan Force, show me the money. Um, in the uh, other NBA games that are going on at the moment, uh, the Boston Celtics are big winners over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we've got 121 to 87. 121 to 87. The Celts with a massive blowout there. And just looking at the box score for Rubinio, 
Jason Tatum. Did he even play? Oh, he did play. He, he finished on seven points. He finished on seven points. <laughs> oh, that's mean. One from seven. He only played 19 minutes, Captain K. The rest of them, all, the rest of the starters all played sort of close to 30, and he played 19. Is he nursing a niggle, or maybe he just went cold and the coach pulled him? Went cold, had no confidence. Uh, you could see Jason Tatum, when he likes to catch the ball, head down straight to the hoop. But there was something about... Uh, the the Philadelphia defense on the on the uh, perimeter there on the three point line you just saw him a little bit hesitant. Mm. Jalen Brown pulling out all the all the workload and, and getting the Celts home in a massive answer because if you remember game one it was in Boston as well was, and James yeah. Harden sent a step back three to send the Celts back home I, I guess, guess for game two. It was just um, the fallout of the Bruins affected the Celtics game, but now that they've put their minds to it, they'll come storming back. Celtic Law have got to hold on to at the moment because the Patriots aren't going to be that good this year. The Red Sox aren't going well at all. The Bruins are out of the Stanley Cup. It's a depressing time to be a Boston fan, although we've had it pretty pretty good for the last 20 years. You cannot complain with the with the stats and the record. I'm Portland, but... Sammy. What are you complaining for? <laughs> and you were like Portland and Liverpool. I mean, until, you know, two or three years ago, you were... Deep I was in the woes. A shocker, mate. You were deep in the woes. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we might find out what is making news from Captain K. We also go back in the day a bit later on. Uh, and we've got to find out our pacing for purpose tips as well. So we'll do that just before what's making news. Phoenix Nation coming up between three and four. We'll be back in a moment. It's Harness Racing New Zealand Pacing for Purpose Season 2. Yes, it is uh, pacing for purpose. We do this uh, every Thursday, giving you some tips, and it all is all for a good cause. Uh, going to Butterbean Motivation, um, staff has picked that one out, and that is where our winnings go to. Uh, it is thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. Live the dream. Get involved in Harness Racing today. And where we're going is uh, Invercargill on Invercargill on uh, Saturday uh, to race number four. And uh, usually I have a bit of fun toying with Steph on the horse that I've picked, uh, but I'm just going to give it to you straight. It's uh, race number four, number three, Hit the Lights. Um, has the best mile rate in the field, actually, this one. Has top driver in Blair Orange. Love Blair Orange. Um, has a great draw at three. So it looks game on. Hit the Lights. Race number four, number three, Hit the Lights, Saturday in Invercargill. Um, and that is our harness racing horse for our pacing p- for purpose tip. Uh, live the dream, get involved in harness racing. Visit NZ harness, uh, sorry, harness racing, hrnz.co.nz. Okay, Captain K, let's find out what's making news. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? Okay, Captain K, one last time this week. Well, for me anyway. Um, oh, it is as well. Yeah. Oh, you're not here tomorrow either? No, Gee, I am not here. Depleted, uh, depleted force. Uh, what's making news, mate? Yes, uh, Watto and Robinho in the, in the chairs. What a tomorrow. combo it's that definitely is. Definitely one to tune what into. What a combo. I'm looking forward to Robbie's what's making news. He always pulls out some sunners. Sammy, uh, Joe Mellon, right? So th- this guy, he's a former member of the swinging 60s. Uh, citrus revolution. I'm saying citrus because I do not wish to mention the other substance uh, in not? conversation. 
Uh, Sammy, I'm a I'm a very uh, PC man. Okay, sure. So, I, don't uh, know, I don't know if that will get you in trouble, but I respect you. Okay, uh, the swinging sixties acid revolution, then, Sam. Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna smack <laughs> you over the head. Uh, he's he's made news uh, lately, as in 2016, a story that I can't believe I never actually heard about. It's okay. just come to life now. He's released a book as well, which ties into this. Yes. He's drilled a hole into his skull. Into his skull. Into his own skull in an attempt to remain constantly high 24-7 on uh, on citrus. I was going to say, uh, he's, probably, he's, probably, he's probably had a lot of citrus in him when he drilled his head. Yes, yes, exactly. So this is not the first time that he's tried to uh, get this drill through his head. Mm. Uh, he's sliced his stomach open. Uh, churning it three times mm. before inserting the uh, citrus in an attempt. But he's uh, he's he released his book. It's called Bore Hold. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm, B-O-R-E, mm-hmm, Hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he starts the text with this confession. This is the story of how I came to drill a hole into my head to get permanently high. So, uh, yeah, he's a, definitely a strange man, Joe Mellon. I'm just, uh, I mean, just sending this out as a PSA. Uh, Do that, not drill uh, your own skull. I'll tell you what, um, strange man is a bit of an understatement, Captain K. Um, look, I think the citrus has, over the years has done, I was going to say he's done something to his head. <laughs> in, the, in the truly literal form. Of, uh, yeah, look, stay, people, stay away from that sort of stuff, okay? Stay away. Stay away. Live a happy life. Now, Sammy, do you remember, uh, I think it was a few months ago, we had ads running here on SNZ for, for being a sperm donor. Yes. And obviously we're big supporters of that. I mean, but this this man in, uh, in Netherlands, he's uh, he's bit the bullet, some would say. He's uh, he's currently in court after breaking the, uh, the sperm donor laws. So the rules in Netherlands is you are allowed an absolute maximum of 25 children with 12 different mothers. Okay. This name, uh, and I know you're going to say, no, it's probably in the story. He's unnamed in okay. this article right, that I found. Right. Oh, don't roll your eyes. No, no, anonymous. It's uh, fine. He's fathered at least 550 children they've come out to find. So 550 children. You, and you said 25 was the max. Is the absolute max. Okay, so, so the, law, the law is 25 children to a max 12 different women. He's got a, a, a whole lot more than that. Uh, Do you know how, f- to how many wives? Fifty children. It doesn't say how many wives because he's lied about it so many times. Oh. They've only been able to count his uh, like tubes. Does he get paid I mean. for it or something? Like, why? Yeah. What, what's the incentive to do, to you know? Well, that's the catch. Is that you? So you get paid when you do it. I I, I don't know how much it is in Netherlands, but I remember in I think I did a story about Denmark. It was twenty five euro. Uh, per donation, so not not the craziest amount of money, oh, but uh, okay. he's now facing a one hundred thousand uh, pound charge in case he breaches his ban of do- of donating. So they've got pictures up of this guy all around. Slow down, Terry. If you see him, do not accept his, uh, his donations. Slow down. Uh, we should say, Sammy, a, a bit of a sadder one, but I just I wanted to bring this to you because it is one of my greatest fears of all time. Crocodiles, right? They're obviously. Uh, not very nice species if you get quite Crocs. close to them on the waterbed. Uh, there was a group of Australian men recently out fishing on a river bank uh, in Lakefield National Park uh, when he suddenly disappeared. His friends uh, heard a loud sp- splash. They haven't been able to find him for over a week. Uh, two crocodiles were put down over the weekend and examined, and unfortunately, they each got a half. So one Aww. crocodile was the torso up. The other was the bottom down. So. That's a bit depressing to bring oh, no, us. That's to, I, we're finishing the show in about five minutes, Captain K. Oh, 
Oh, we are indeed. All right, do you want to fact then to spark you? Got, you got to, um, yeah, bring the life back into it. Have a no smile pun intended. No loves, pun intended. Everyone loves uh, Disney and Mickey Mouse and, mm-hmm. and Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Sammy, did you know Rissy Taylor, who, who voiced the, the name Minnie, mm-hmm. and Wayne Allwine, who was Mickey, they tied the knot and got married in 1991. I have heard that. Um, they're married in real life. Isn't that are they, beautiful? Are they actually married in the show, though? That's probably the bigger question. Like, Or are they just friends or companions? Minnie and Mickey. Yeah. I think there's something going on. Well, there, I know, but, you know, is it official? Is it, have they got the legal documentation? I mean, what's... Oh, we'll have but to it, check it, inside Mickey is, Mouse's but, clubhouse, but, don't we? But it is cool that they, uh, sort of away from the cameras, the actors have got married themselves. Nice. Okay, well, that did pick me up a little bit, to be fair, after the crocodile okay, story, which, um, which really cut me in half. But, um... Damn. Oh. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, we got to talking about that in Citrus. Um, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll go back in the day. A reminder of Phoenix Nation coming up uh, between three and four with Ricardo. Here's what happened back in the day. What happened back in the day? On this day, May the 4th, Star Wars Day, back in the day. Go back to 1957. Uh, a champion American jockey, Bill Shoemaker, committed one of the sport's greatest blunders in the Kentucky Derby. Shoemaker was riding Gallant Man to apparent victory, but he thought the 116th, is it 116th? 116 pole was the finish line and stood up in the stirrups, allowing Iron Liege to win. I mean, oh, you think of your career building up to this one big moment, and then that happens. It's sort of like if you're Ronaldo Molotalo and you're in the grand final and you put your hand on the try line. He hasn't done it, I'm just saying. It's a similar similar kind of vibe. Or Bowden Barrett stepping on the dead ball line against the Chiefs. Sorry, Ken. 1985, uh, four Australians, Peter Sterling, John Muggleton for Hull, Brett Kenny and John Ferguson for Wigan, played in what is regarded as the best ever British Challenge Cup final at Wembley. Wigan won the match 28 points to 24, and Kenny won the Lance Todd Trophy as man of the match. I don't think they can believe it. 28 points to 24. Uh, Birthdays today. Uh, Turning 53 today is the former New Zealand Test winner Paul Wiseman. Uh, Turning 34 today, a fan favourite with everyone. This will finish up a dream week for a 22-year-old. Another US Open champion from Northern Yep, it's Rory's birthday today. 34 and still trucking along is Rory. Hasn't won a major in a while though, has he? Still searching for it. Can he get can he get another one? Terrible at the Masters. Absolutely terrible. Uh, turning 29 today is the uh, Kiwi and Canberra uh, Raiders second rower, Joseph Tarpany. Tarpany, he, uh, he's doing well for me and my fantasy team this year, just quietly. And uh, turning 28 today, uh, the former Bay of Plenty Blues first five, Otere Black. What's Otere Black up to? Is he in Japan or Europe? Probably get scolded for not knowing that, but... Uh, Otere Black's birthday today, turning 28. Happy birthday. In 1986, the number one movie was Jojo Dancer, Dancer, Your Life is Calling. The number one song by Robert Palmer.
Yep, it's uh, Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer. That was the number one song in 1986. Uh, that is us for a, another day here on Afternoons. I will be away tomorrow, so you have Watto filling in, as well as Captain K. He's away too, so it'll be Robbie sitting in the booth. But a big shout-out to Captain K and Robbie this afternoon and this week for steering the ship. Uh, staff is hopefully hopefully back on Monday for everyone out there who, uh, who is looking forward to having him back. Thank you for your contributions today as well, both on the text machine, double eight double three and the phone line. We've got your sweepstakes in. We'll see how the weekend's NRL pans out. We'll bring you the results on Monday. And let's hope Show Me The Money comes in as well for Brendan down in Queenstown. Uh, been a lot of fun hosting over the last couple of days. I'll take a break, have a bit of a weekend, and we will catch you all on Monday. Phoenix Nation with Ricardo Ball coming up next.